0: You are not alone in the world, you are part of an ensemble. Ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon, this is modern escapism. Ladies, I've already said that. <laughs> <laughs> teleprompter. Who's messing with the teleprompter? I'm Ron Burgundy. Yeah, can you tell I've been watch. I watched that today? Right. Hello and welcome to the show. Consider me the director of this show, and I am joined by my incredible team. The man that turned down the lead role in Ocean's Eleven, it's Biggie.
1: <laughs> Hello. <laughs>
0: In true romance, she played a barfly. It's Candy. Hello. The stunt penis from Boogie Nights. It's Gadget. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) And the man who wrote and directed the the 2016 ensemble masterpiece, Ghostbusters. It's Stig. Fuck you. (laughs) Hello. Hello. Before we continue, it's everyone's favourite part of the show where we try
2: to sell your shit. Take it away okay yes we have a patreon and if you would like more of what we do then you can head to patreon.com forward slash modern escapism on there you'll find our three tiers that we do first up is modern escapees for five pounds a month that will get you an extended edition of this episode every week as well as at least one monthly special and any other specials that we do if you like Dungeons & Dragons player podcasts, we do one, and it's called Do Dragons Dream of Scott Sheep. For £5 a month, you can sign up for the Scott Sheep uh, tier, and that will get you early access ad-free versions of the podcast, as well as any battle maps, artwork, original songs, uh, character sheets that we put together for the show, and you'll be able to suggest NPCs and items for gadget to use in the campaign. But if you're feeling flush, and why aren't you? It's £7.50, it's the Biggie Bundle, and that gets you everything.
1: Including hair clippings, which explains my hair.
2: (laughs) In my opinion, it's one of the greatest values money can buy, really. Every time someone signs up to the Biggie Bundle, a new sprout of hair grows. (laughs) (laughs) That's always on my head. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's just
0: start as we mean to go on as usual. Let's just find out what we've all been doing during... This week, um, I'm going to start. Oh, arrogant Ooh. this week, isn't
3: he? Mm-hmm.
0: I'm the director. Not quite. Um, something big happened this week. I hope you're all sitting down, listeners.
3: Oh, my God, you finally had the come-to-Jesus moment.
0: No.
4: Nope.
3: Oh. I got a PS5. <laughs> hey. Oh, so you did have a come-to-Jesus moment. Whee-hey.
4: Welcome to the club. Yeah.
0: So very similar to Stig's story, really. Just woke up and I saw it there. Bought it <laughs> <laughs> after after a year of bitching and moaning about it. No,
3: um, no not just after a year. But you were bitching and moaning about it in the week. Oh god, <laughs> yeah. I'll, yes. I'll, never, I'll, I'll never get a PS Five because there's no stock of them anywhere.
2: How <laughs> are He's um, He was. He, I know you've not played it yet, but it's all. It's. I think it was definitely all the. Uh, Uh, Definitely chat. Even though though you weren't that bothered about playing that from the fat start, it's the fact that we we had it. Yes. You couldn't get it. Yes. (laughs) As I have told you before on the show, FOMO is a deadly disease.
0: (laughs) And people. There's no cure for it either. There's no cure for it apart from buying
1: things. For just, for just £3 a month.
2: <laughs> Do you experienced FOMO, please call 1-800-FOMO. That's what the, pa-
0: that's what the patrons are for, to help us with our afflictions of FOMO. Because we've all <laughs> got mean, it.
3: I mean, to be fair, you were like this with the Xbox S as well. Because because oh yeah. um, I, I remember I got the Series X mm. and it was about a week later. Yeah, you managed to get go. stuck with an S. You couldn't cope with it.
0: <laughs> so I just think how bad it's been. It's been a terrible year waiting for it. And I've got it here now, <laughs> and it came in the world's biggest Amazon box I've ever oh, yeah. seen. Oh, it's fucking huge. I don't understand it. I get why they're keeping it all nice and secure and stuff, but whew, fucking hell, getting it out, absolute, oh, it's such a hassle. The Xbox Series S, the unboxing on that is way, way smoother. It, 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 it doesn't weigh anything, for one. Yeah. And then the PS5 turns up, all right, dickhead. <laughs> 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 my I mean, it's
1: we not are... even an interesting unboxing it it's rubbish no, it's the yeah. way they packaged it the, se- oh. this,
3: the series x unboxing is, is uh, oh, yeah. it's That's a work of art transcendent it? it's mm. lovely well, we we
4: texted about it didn't we gadget when we both got our yeah. xboxes we were like have you opened it yet it's, it's glorious yeah, it makes you feel, game, makes like, feel
2: special doesn't it that the xbox one
4: See, even just the
3: fact that it's got like like black plastic wrapping around the Xbox itself, whereas the PlayStation, it's in a white bag. Shove it. Yeah, out of the other kind <laughs> of electronics, yeah, a shitty white bag. No Xbox. The Series can be in this black X, it's one. like
0: wrapped beautifully. The the S is wrapped beautifully. It's such a minute package. It says like "Dare to Dream" or some kind of fucking yeah, farty <laughs> quote from Microsoft. <laughs> But it, it, it's, it's, it's nice, and then you, you, the PS5, it just comes... It's like you've bought a really big pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you just open it up, and, and there it is. And you're I've just like... I, I even thought I was going to be able to put the wings on myself. No, they've done that for me. It's just... There it is.
2: Um, I've, got, I've got a quote here, Adels. Go on. A tweet from the 16th of June, 2021. Oh. oh. <laughs> I'd love a PlayStation 5. Is a tweet I'll probably be saying in two years' time.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that aged badly, didn't it? I just, when I saw that, I screenshot that. I was like, I'm going to keep that receipt. Do you know, uh, do you know uh, that you're a bastard? <laughs> I yeah. just know you, mate. I, I know, know you do. It... <laughs> You've
0: known me too long. I, I, yeah, I'm I afflicted with FOMO. But yeah, Um, I'll tell you what the PS5 does better than the Xbox, in my opinion. It feels next gen. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Like it you, definitely you, feels more special. You turn the Xbox on, it's like, oh, it's like my Xbox One.
5: Mm. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it's like that, but quick, and that comes on. It's all four K. The load up screen's four K and everything. It's like, whoa, mm-hmm. here we go. It's it's mine. I don't know about anyone else's mine's deadly quiet. Yeah.
2: Yep. Can nice. I can I quickly jump in before yeah, you get you into what you've been what you've been up to? Is that I also bought an Xbox One X. Yeah, you did this week. Yeah. So I went the other way. I already had a PS Five, and I. Got the one X, but now between uh, us, we've X, all got we, we've Series all got everything. X, Sorry, the Series X, not a one X. Jesus, the stupid naming. The
1: oh, X. Don't X. get me started on that. I mean, again, Sony won that battle. Yeah. Let's just call it Five. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier, isn't it? So it's easier to remember. I mean, but that's yeah. the only reason
0: they did it because, like, they, they did it three sixty because they didn't want Xbox Two, and and then where would you go from that? You can't have an Xbox Seven Twenty.
2: No, yeah. you know what I mean, but like, <laughs> but like, I I agree that like I think. I think the controller, like, even though I quite like the layout of an Xbox controller, I think mm-hmm. the PlayStation 5 one feels nicer. Oh, I absolutely oh. agree. I think the Xbox One feels a little bit cheap, but that's mainly as well because I've got an Elite 2 that I play on my yes. PC. yeah. And I think the dashboard is nicer on the PlayStation. You're right that the Xbox, I think that dashboard is very similar to what I was getting one out of 360 towards the end of its... Yeah, because they changed that up, didn't they? Yeah, the towards end. the end of, yeah. it, of its run, it was very similar to that. T- Tile-based, weren't it? Yeah, it's just a bit dull. Like, the, I was trying to figure out... Like, oh, can oh, yeah, it's fine. It's perfectly functional. And stuff like that doesn't really bother me. Like, some people get well bent out of shape about how a dashboard looks.
0: Yeah, but that's a part I, of reviewing a, review in a
2: console, though, isn't it? you've got yeah. that's,
0: that's everything about
2: it. But, um, yeah, I just... That... The UI on the PlayStation is better, in my opinion. But well, I mean, the Xbox is—I've already downloaded shitloads of games from. I've
1: always had a from PlayStation, PlayStation already, pretty so. much, and I find the UI on the PS5 a little bit harder to remember where everything is, even now. I don't oh, find yeah. it as intuitive as yeah. it was before. Yeah, I, I get. But it. I agree. I like it the way it presents itself. It's really good. The, it's just... the best. The
0: best UI for me is the
1: Vita. I love the Vita bubbles.
3: The, the the one thing I'll say the Xbox has over the PlayStation though is quick resume. Oh yeah. God, because the amounti- right. amount of games I've have lost my progress in with them. Yeah, <laughs> with so the let me let,
0: let me take you on my little journey that I was going to go on. So we boot it up. Um, I didn't know how to get the base on it first. <laughs> 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 I didn't know there was a screw inside it. Little 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 like secret. It's screw. hidden there, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's hidden in there. Secret little secret screw. But anyway, I got it. I got it all looked up and big. Uh, uh, Lovely HDMI 2.1 that the supply oh, you with.
1: Very quickly, did you get the new new PS5? Yes,
0: I did. Yes, the 11. Oh, this series.
1: is the newer version. Yeah,
0: okay. I didn't have a choice. I just wanted to get
1: one.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I was like, oh, what, what I'll do then? I'll, I'll 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 set it up on the app because um, you can, can't you? You can set everything yeah, Going very the easy. Set. Then I turn it on and it says, oh, "Do you want to download a game? Are we, are we sorting your, your, your next six years out. Uh, your, your new PlayStation Life." I was like, "Yeah, I'll download a game and." It, it, well, last game I must have played on PS4, which was Hollow Knight. Always a winner. So oh yeah! It downloaded that, wallowed it, and then it boots up. I didn't know I was getting AstroBot. Yeah,
3: yeah, it comes pre-installed. Mm. Yeah,
0: everyone gets that. I know a oh, finger on the pulse. So everyone says this, but no, <laughs> I didn't know this. And wow, what a way to introduce this next generation! That little yeah. robot is in it.
3: Spot on, isn't yeah, it? absolutely.
0: Like. It doesn't feel
3: like a demo, even though it is. Uh, no, it's, it's it's more than a demo because it's about a three and a bit hour game. It's got like mm. speed running stuff in it, but it's like this wonderful little celebration of PlayStation nostalgia, while also massively showing off the DualSense controller.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I I got I got my significant other to come in, and she is not into games. I went do this, and there's a little scene which like showing you what the adaptive triggers do. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> like fire coming out of the controller. I went play with this, and then. Put the robots in the remote and waggle it about and stuff, and she was like, "Wow!" Mm. Was like, "Here we go! Here we go! It's working."
4: I have to say, I took my—I go to stay with my mum over Christmas, and I took my PS5 with me my, with me last Christmas, and I was playing on top on of the car.
0: Like, did you put it on top of a car and like a roof? <laughs> <rip>? <laughs> of
4: course, yeah, and I was playing Astro. was like, Mum, do you want to go? She's like, "Okay." And um, she's not into games at all. Doesn't you know? She holds the controller upside down and whatnot. And she played it for about forty-five minutes, and for the first time in her whole life first time I ever heard it the next day she's like can I have another go on the Playstation wow like, oh my it's god that's huge though isn't it. it
0: like to me now and I don't people have probably said that Astro is now Sony's Mario oh yeah, absolutely. yeah no doubt about it that is it adorable did, who, did any it. of
2: you play the VR version no I saw, I saw it though I watched that's people that play it so good yeah that was that. incredible like actually 10 out of 10 game that was my game of the year like I played God of War and that was my game of the year yeah. then I played, then I finished played and finished that, and I was like, "No, that was stunning. That's like yeah. one of the best VR games I've ever played."
3: I need to borrow a PSVR or something because I really want to play that. Yes, it's it's mm, so good.
0: I, I I kind of fancy it, but yeah, Astro Astro's brilliant. And then I got to play my first proper full next gen title, Death Stranding Director's Cut. Baby, it happened. <laughs>
5: it happened.
0: One of my games of the year when it came with 2019 gadget. Yeah. Twenty nineteen, yeah. it came out. Um, I used to pass it already. It's so good, so much it,
3: better. I, 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 oh, you know, Death It's Loops a fiver. It. I know, I know, I know. It's a bit. It's like Death Loop's in my PlayStation in the minute, and I kind of don't want to take it out until I get that done. I might because get, if I might I get Death, Death Loop next week. I if I start Death Stranding, that's me until I finish it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I want to get Death. I want to get Death Loop done first. I'm,
0: saying, I'm like, I've got. I've downloaded a few. I've downloaded like ones that have been like frame rate boost and stuff like that god of war and stuff like that and some other games that now you get like free ps5 upgrades on very few games but i've got them and i'm like i ain't touching it i've I've, you know when low low raw kicks in on death stranding you're going for it man (laughs)
3: yeah exactly that's why
0: what a game What, What? it's not a game is it? it's an experience it's transcendent it's just fucking impeccable but yeah i feel like Unlike I kind of and I never wanted to admit it with the series S, I feel like it's next gen now. I really do. It's it's a proper step up.
3: I think I think the other thing as well, there hasn't really been a proper next gen game for the Xbox yet.
0: That's true. Like, That's true. There was
3: there was the medium which I'm not going to start on because I'll get angry again. We had
0: Resi Resi Village, didn't we? But that was not Xbox. It was everything. No, that that was Xbox cross and like, gen as well.
3: Yeah, like Resi Eight, like wonderful game, loved it. I don't. Like I watched Candy streaming it on the PlayStation, and I played it on the Xbox.
0: No differences there.
3: There was there was no difference, and it mm-hmm. didn't even then. Like it's a beautiful game, but it didn't feel next gen.
0: Yeah, I don't think Valhalla you know, did say, either. Valhalla didn't feel no. next because gen
3: because I, like like I remember I played Seven on the PC. Where is Seven on the PC? Yeah, and that looked just as good as Eight. Absolutely, you know?
0: yeah, I agree. I agree. So
3: like it like it was like playing just a really high spec PC game.
0: Well to the fact that Resi Seven and Resi 8 share assets throughout
3: that game anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, but you know what I mean? It's like the impression I got of it was like the same as when I played seven.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. So Well both launches for the consoles have been difficult, haven't they? Mm-hmm. And the game pass absolutely sells any Xbox you want, Xbox Series S, the One, the Series X, whichever one you want. But actual next gen titles, you're right, they're very few and far between.
4: We'll get them. I can't remember if I said it last week as well. I think a lot of the delays for upcoming games have been because they've actually had to go back and try and make it work on the last gen as well, because people just haven't been able to get next-gen consoles.
0: I appreciate that, though, because I was one of those people. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I couldn't get one. (laughs) So I'm all for it, but... Yeah, to cut a long story short, I'm I'm, I'm there now. I'm, I'm back in the third place, and it feels it feels. You'll be great. in the fifth place now, won't you? I just like to, I just like to remind people that PS2 advert was the third place. Made no That's sense. It, uh... <laughs> it made no sense, but I loved it. Um, but yeah, I'm in, mean, and I don't regret it yet. It feels good. Yes, I'm happy. If I don't get an HDMI switcher, I'm never going to turn that Xbox back on.
3: So I need to get one fast. I'll, 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 I'll send you. I'll send you the link for the one I bought. Yeah,
0: because it's just not going to happen. Because <laughs> I can't be
1: asked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Unless some mint comes on Game Pass, but then again, I've cancelled my ultimate. <laughs> Let's see oh what God, happens. He's gone in hard. I've gone in hard. I got PS Plus as well. <laughs> I'm back, baby. Slow on your boy.
3: Phil Spencer's crying in his office.
0: <laughs> no, no. I'm agnostic. You've lost them. I'm agnostic. You've lost I mean, to be fair. I play Hit Switch. the klaxon. <laughs> i played Switch more than anything because it's just there, isn't it? You just pick it up, switch it, go. But, yeah, love it. Let's move on. There'll be more to talk about the PS5 in the future, I'm sure. Whew. Biggie, what have you been doing?
1: Well, for all our listeners in the Discord, already know what I'm going to be talking about. Um, thanks to uh, John Cheatham, friend of the show. Influenced,
0: to up... some say.
1: <laughs> yeah. I ended up watching Squid Game. Mm-hmm. Which was at number one on Netflix is currently, I think, uh, number two. Number but, two, yeah. Um, so yeah, you manage to find it then. <laughs>
5: <laughs> press
1: that was unnecessary. And then press the that was unnecessary.
3: <laughs> the worst part is that that joke is from our one of our Patreon exclusive episodes as well. Yeah, no one understands it. <laughs> no yeah. one yeah. understands. <laughs> techni-
0: Big is a technology a technological boomer. <laughs> I can't
1: even say No, I'm not. <laughs> there are just certain things that frustrate me. But anyway. Okay, boomer. Including the other four people on this pod. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a South Korean, um, basically the best way to describe it's like a survival drama um, series. Um, uh, forgive me if I get any of these names wrong. Uh, it's written and directed by Hwang Dong-hyuk. The nine-episode series uh, stars Lee Jung-jae, Park Soo. And Wee Ha-Joon, if anyone are fans of those actors. But basically, it just tells the story of a group of people, which in this particular incident is 456 of them, who risk their lives in a mysterious survival game with a massive prize of 45.6 billion won, which is Korean money, prize prize. Um, and you basically, it follows the main protagonist, Jiwan, who is a divorced father of a little girl. Um, he's crippled with gambling debts, um, has a part-time job as a chauffeur. And has also been looked after by his elderly mother who not only is she struggling with her own health conditions, but basically works full time. And, um, it's quite embarrassing when you first meet him, you think this guy's pretty much at his lowest, um he ends up agreeing to take part in a mysterious game when he loses his latest belt of debt to gambling. Um, he has the guy that he owes money to beats him up. Um, he's pretty much had it with life basically. And then there's this one little glimmer of hope is to go on this game show basically. um, Moving along with this as well, there's a cop who's investigating his missing brother, and he infiltrates the base where the game's being held and tries to uncover um, what everything, what it's all about, what's going on, um, and then ends up sort of discovering more sinister secrets about the place. Um, It's a really good show. It's only nine episodes. Um, It explores sort of the themes, as I already mentioned, debt, but it's got friendship, um, betrayal, and ultimately desperation as well. It really shows you how far people go to either try to get to the end game, shall we say, um, the means to get there. Um, And it's a great, really well acted. I don't recognise many of the actors. I'm quite new to Korean cinema, so I don't recognise a lot of them. But um, what they've shown uh, in this series uh, has got me sort of gunning for more, basically. Really enjoyed this. I've been hooked over the last couple of days to get this finished. And it's so good. It's gory. Um, it's heartbreaking at times. Um, there's drama, the tension. I'm only going to mention two things. The episode with marbles and the bridge is all you need to know. That doesn't ruin anything for anybody, but when you get to that, wow, just yeah, brilliantly directed, brilliantly acted. The tension um, is just incredible. And if a lot of other Korean TV or movies are like this. I mean, obviously everyone knows about Parasite, but um, it makes me want to sort of dig further into this. And uh, I've already had a chat with John about other stuff that I should go and check out. So uh, thanks for pointing this out, John, because uh, I've really enjoyed this.
0: Excellent. I mean, I, I do love the, like, I, I like a lot of Japanese cinema and problem with Japanese cinema and, and shows and that, sometimes the budget's not there and people don't care. But the Korean stuff you see, it all looks like they're just fucking putting their heart and soul into a lot of it. It's it really looks, good. It's
1: really gory, but it's Yeah, it's I found that. I've believably. some watched it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I've also watched it, by the way, with the actual um, Korean audio. Um,
0: oh, it sh- everyone should.
1: I, I would do that normally, but I know some people like to watch things dubbed, but I, I think this, again, you really need to, to experience what the actors are actually. Dubbing's um, good, good when you're not
0: looking. Basically, <laughs> oh,
4: yeah. I have to say, I started watching it today whilst I was doing something else, and I um I put it on dubs um so I could kind of get on. And I I do regret it. The voice I I only watched it for maybe half an hour, but the, the voice acting wasn't great. I'm afraid. A- to say. A-
0: was it aggressive Americanisms?
4: Mm, it felt more like that they were professional voice actors, but they were used to um acting in animated shows, maybe like animes. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it was just far too animated. Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, if if I always go back to Crouching Tiger as an example, that if you ever want to watch Crouching Tiger in Dragon, to get the emotion from the actors who are top class as well, then you need to see that in the original um, yeah, language because you're getting the portrayal yeah. out. You can have somebody standing in a booth reading a script out, and they could try their hardest, but they're still not going to capture. You what lose the, you lose the
0: cadence the of the how the language, especially with Japanese stuff as well, yeah. and. Chinese stuff you lose the cadence or how the language and out and the emphasis on what they're saying you don't need to yes. know what the word means but you need to see that emotion and yeah. and when like a lot of a lot of like Japanese uh animes for instance when when they, they, they when you listen to the English stuff they put a lot of Ugh, uh, uh, eh, and you know, put a lot of that English style but it's it's a bit more how do I put it it's a bit more emotional when it's in Japanese you yeah. know what I mean and you just you just miss a lot of that but yeah, Squid Game, man. How many squids were hurt in the game?
1: Uh, none.
0: Oh, so, <laughs> it's vegetarian
5: friendly. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> Excellent, Stig. What you've been up to, sir? Uh, as I mentioned before, got my Xbox, mm. downloaded a lot of games on that. First one that I've played, um, well, actually, technically, I started this on the PC that migrated over to the Xbox. Is the Artful Escape.
0: Mm-mm, yeah.
2: yeah, you mentioned it a few weeks ago. Uh oh, fucking amazing! Like it, it's a proper journey, isn't it? It's a proper. Yeah, I
3: journey. started playing that today, and it's something special. That like <laughs> it really is. I like, thought you'd
0: be all over it straight away, Gadget, as the guitar maestro himself. You appreciate just just wanting to fucking
3: riff. <laughs> I I just want to know who plays the guitar in it. It's, yeah, it's, it sounds like Steve Vai, but it's, I know it's not. It's not. Oh, God. <laughs>
2: yeah but yeah great voice acting uh wonderful visuals like i literally just kept pressing the screenshot button like over and over again in this game because it's like constantly just bringing up like these amazing visuals and yeah just i just really enjoyed it finished that this morning actually it's fucking free as well yeah fuck so good well if you've got game pass but yeah it's part of game pass if you've not played it it's great um Oodles talked about it a few weeks ago. Um, Pretty much basically said everything I was going to say about it. (laughs) So go back and listen to that one. Um, And the other thing I did this week was I watched The Green Knight. Mm. Mm. So The Green Knight is uh, directed by David Lowry. Uh, It stars Dev Patel, Alicia Vikander, Joe uh, Edgerton, uh, Sean Harris, and Ralph Innocent. And it's an epic fantasy adventure based on a timeless Arthurian legend. The Green Knight tells the story of Sir Gawain, King Arthur's reckless and headstrong nephew, who embarks on a daring quest to confront the Green Knight, a gigantic emerald-skinned stranger and tester of men. And I really, really like this. Um, I, I just... It's pure art house wankery at its best
1: <laughs> put that on the box probably <laughs> and, don't I really.
2: don't, and I don't always go for them uh, there's uh, you know you know what you get really with A24 films with a lot of them and there's a lot of hit and miss for me with, with that um, studio but I I just I just really really love this I felt I just was so enthralled throughout um, <gasps> I think the trailer completely missells it mm-hmm I generally think people have gone into thinking it's some kind of Game of Thrones esque fantasy. Um, but it's about as far from that as you can get. Bar it obviously having a fantasy setting. It's just, it isn't that kind of film at all. I, I can completely see why this has had mixed reactions. It tends, it seems to have had more positive but i know for a fact i mean even Oodle said that he found it really boring I did. i've seen other people said they thought it was boring and nothing happened and it was just tedious and pretentious i think it's fucking gorgeous oh i mean it is absolutely it's, it's stunning. stunning it's stunning yeah like it's some of the best cinematography you'll you'll see uh this year it was just so good like the settings the costumes everything in between looks amazing uh there are a few scenes set in murky gloomy environments which did look a bit awful because of harsh compression and colour banding like yeah it genuinely you were watching it and you could see you know when you're watching like a black screen and you can kind of see silhouettes like, yeah gray shadows yeah. like they look like gray clouds around me it just you could tell that it was struck, they obviously was struggling with the lighting in there and I'm not really sure why they put it out like that considering the rest of it looks fucking incredible but mm. yeah other than that that's the only quibble I had with the way it looks everything else just looked amazing um, so it's not so much an adventure film, really, more of like a dream journey. So Dev Patel he plays uh, uh, Gaw- Gawain. Gawain, they- yeah. They pronounce it like various characters they pronounce, pronounce it four different dif- ways. Differently,
0: yeah. Every <laughs> single person who meets it pronounces it differently. I think so. it's I think it's Celtic or Welsh name because some of them take it with that Welsh accent when they say it don't they so
2: yeah I'm gonna say Gawain that's how Gawain, it looks yeah. to me yeah so he's a questing hero encounters on his on his journey encounters giants, seductions, foes, a mythic fox. Uh and he kind of engaging in these trials with a, a blinkered sense of wonder and melancholy. Um I kind of found his character quite endearing in a way at times that he wasn't this just super brave knight going out there to I'm gonna go do this mission because I'm this brave knight. Like he actually had a bit of No he were pissed at the beginning, weren't they? Yeah, he was sloppy, <laughs> he's um he's easily led, he's easily seduced, and he's not as like I think when you see the trailer, you kind of think that it's gonna be this.
0: It, the trailer's a bit like it. It. It's, it's a bit like Hercules. Kind of thing. It's a bit yeah, like yeah, that kind of like one man against the the the, the gods. Yeah, and he's kind, not, and he's <laughs> kind of like this perfect knight who could do all Dev this. Dev Patel, he looks incredible. He's been in gym that lad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> he, <has>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he looks <laughs> incredible. I was like that. Whoa, Dev, calm down. Woo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, when you're watching it, it's like. So I read this really great thing, which I thought sounded right. And Don Tittie says Are we watching a righteous man on his legendary mission. A fool and a coward, beleaguered by his own hubris. A dashing but clumsy novice who is hardly han- who can hardly handle his own weapon. Mm. And the answer to all is yes to all of the above. Like it isn't. Like I said before, he's not just this set character of like this man on a mission. Like he has all these faults and and everything about him, and you see that throughout the film. Um. Sounds like a yeah.
1: cowboy, actually.
2: <laughs> it's not that bad.
0: No, no. He, he got blood on his weapon.
2: Oh. Uh Yeah, it does. It, it does a really good job of preserving the weirdness of the original poem while updating the themes and concerns of the characters to a bit more relatable and modern audience. Uh, it's hallucinogenic, spellbinding, Shakespearean. It is. Uh, as I said, it's proper art house wankery um and exactly what you'd expect out of a medieval a24 and david lowry film but yeah it's i really enjoyed it i was captivated by it i thought it looked amazing um i really loved like the last 20 minutes of it um the ending i was like where's where's this going and then when it goes to where it does go i was like okay yeah like i was a bit worried about what it was doing but when it kind of comes to the forefront. I thought, actually, no, that was brilliant. That so, makes sense.
0: I, I've seen a few reviews yeah. saying, I oh, don't understand what was happening. Like, it's pretty clear what's happening. It's, it's not a confusing film. Yeah. It's straightforward. And what, how I saw it was like, it reminded me, I don't know if you played the game, uh, it reminded me of a Team Eco game, like Eco and um, yeah. Shadow of the Colossus. It's more uh, it's more spectacle of a substance, if you get what I mean. And like you say, art house wankery. And even though I, <laughs> even though I said it were dull, I watched it all, so it it weren't bad. It's hard it's hard to describe it because I didn't dislike. I just think it were overindulgent. But they, oh, Stiggy, Stiggy hit the nail indulgent. on the head
1: then because when he described the movie just you know before he went into it, the trailer how it was sold to me was exactly what he said I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So hearing that it's not quite that, I am intrigued. I am going to watch it. It's gorgeous. I'd it love it in a, I'd love it
0: in like an ultra wide screen fucking IMAX. I'd love to watch it in that. Oh
1: yeah, it looks amazing on the
2: cinema screen. Mm. But yeah, it's it's told in this like kind of episodic way as well, like it yeah. each kind of setting and people you meet along the way. Um Did you notice set, how, how fast like the title cards are. challenge? The title yeah, cards yeah. are really fast bang
0: bang chapter 1. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, it keeps it kind of does this thing where it's just like it tells the brings up a title card and it says dot mm. dot dot and then later on it says and dot dot yeah. like something. And dot dot dot. And it kinda puts these new titles. Rapid like, isn't like, it? Yeah, like every like twenty minutes. And to it's half in an hour. horrible font that I didn't couldn't read
0: really well. <laughs> yeah, I
2: couldn't I couldn't <laughs> catch some of them to be honest. It's done on like yeah, this old like ye old medievaly type yeah. font. But uh, no I, I, sure I thought it was really great.
0: <laughs> I think it's gonna win awards for um costume. Massively.
2: It'd be Plus, up there for costume and cinematography yeah. and things like that, and um, maybe even um, acting for Dev Patel. Yeah, yeah, he's best thing in it. If you like Dev Patel, it's worth sticking
1: out for him because yeah. it it looks great. Repeated viewing sort of help it would get the head around it a bit. More I might watch it again, appreciate it more.
2: I might it um I don't know if I'd watch it again anytime soon. But I'm again, I'm like that with most films. Just Mate, I films watched that. Justice League five times
3: yes we know but that's just punishment
2: <laughs> but I'm just yeah there's some films that I absolutely love that I just you know I will, it'll be a long time before I watch them again or I won't even bother watching again yeah but, yeah no I loved it I thought it was really good I'll
0: tell you what it film. did do for me though it made me salivate more over over June I'm like oh June's coming oh big <laughs> big epic oh it's coming that's what when's that soon like four mm. weeks end of of October summer,
4: been getting really over. good reviews as well. Oh!
0: So I was just like, I was like okay, strap it. I, I didn't help myself watching it on my monitor, to be
2: fair. Yeah. No. It didn't help anything. No, at that. least like, I kind of got a nice TV to watch it on, which helps. Yeah.
0: I couldn't watch it on TV because my son was downstairs watching Squid Game. <laughs> 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 but yes, uh, Green Knight. Watch it. I'd like to uh, um some of our listeners' responses on that because it is a proper... There's been some I mean critically they seem to love it the crit the actual film is they seem to like it but it's more the the normies like me yeah.
2: that- no, even like one of the film critics who I tend to disagree with and who is really really harsh with his reviews has given it a, like a four and a half out of 5 and a yeah. glowing review and he's notoriously when I've seen some of his reviews he's really hard to please
0: yeah i think i think the uh, marketing is absolutely the killer on this one why people are are more like this is not what I signed up for.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. I think people watch that at the, the, the the trailer and watch this and think, eh?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's me, me basically. Like I saw it pop up on Prime. I went Green Knight, Green Knight. Oh, Green and Jeremy. You know I, mean? I didn't even think it was that. Like, oh shit! Because yeah, it's on Amazon Prime by the way, everybody. So everyone's yep. got that surely. But yeah, herp, check it out, and we'll move on to candy.
4: Well, what I want to talk about, I, I don't, I don't want to talk about it in depth yet because I haven't finished. But I've been really, really enjoying Ted Lasso. the last, The last three episodes in particular. The I last it episode actually, was brilliant. Yeah. So I thought it went it started a little bit weaker than the first season, but yeah, the last episode in particular, it was just absolutely stunning. I was laughing and I was crying, and I also did those kind of s- snotty laugh cries.
5: Yeah. Um, <laughs>
4: because of that episode, I, I basically just fell in love with Ted, Ted Lasso and um Jason Tabekas.
5: I'm
0: not spoiler alert, but he's he's so vulnerable at the moment, isn't he? Yeah. I just wanted heart. to
4: reach through the screen and just ooh, give him a big squeeze.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> I'm telling you now, Roy Kent is not human. <laughs>
5: oh, it's all like,
0: I'm gonna fuck you that is not a human.
4: It's a jawline <laughs> he, as well.
0: He yeah. won a he
2: won an Emmy, didn't he? So He's brilliant, he's that's what M. I mean. He's brilliant. Yeah. He's I just, didn't
4: realise how involved he was in the show either. He's not just the actor, is he? He's um I think he's a producer or yeah. or as a writer or he's he's really really high up in it. It's basically his show.
0: Yeah, he's it's it's just it's a great show. Just a great show.
4: But anyway, uh because of that I went back and um rewatched a film that I watched a couple of years ago and that's also starring Jason Sudeikis, and that's called Colossal. Um
0: Ah, I saw this last year.
4: Yeah. Now this was it was originally released in 2016, so it's several years old now. I think I watched it probably the year it came out. Um, So I'd forgotten most of it. So alongside Jason Sudeikis, it also stars Anne Hathaway, Mm -hmm. who's um, usually pretty strong, to be fair. And it follows her as an unemployed writer who unwittingly manifests a giant kaiju monster in. uh, It's fucking bollocks.
1: (laughs) <laughs> every other day for me i think i think it's soul i think soul. it's yeah it soul
4: yeah um now weirdly there's actually two monsters in this film and it's that's not the main point of the film um, the kaiju so,
0: isn't in general
4: yeah it, it's 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 more a film about addiction and toxic relationships and kind of the consequences of your actions um played out by the, uh, <coughs> by the monsters so and Heather, as I said, she's she's an alcoholic writer who moves back home after basically hitting rock bottom. Um, so she tries to deal with their demons and ends up working at a bar owned by an old school friend played by Jason. <laughs> Sorry, do
1: you say she's an alcoholic, then working in a bar? Oh yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Here stems not the helpful. problem, you
4: see, <laughs> ah. and it's
1: a really cheap
0: bar. We can get <laughs> cheap booze,
4: <laughs> and you get the impression she's probably not paying for it either. So um, after an all night. Uh, of drinking at the bar she she goes home crashes and wakes up sometime in the afternoon to discover that this giant monster has appeared in seoul Yeah,
0: just which is the other of, side of the world to them isn't it
4: yeah just kind of chilling um and now because of reasons she comes to realize that she's in control of this monster so she raises her hand the monster raises her hand she goes on a stomp the monster goes on a stomp um, so after confiding in a school friend um, and the bar owner, the, the, the pair of them go to investigate, and it transpires that he can also control this big robot. Um, now, kind of because of this, and also because he's an uh, incredibly unstable character, his behavior becomes more and more erratic, and being in, the, in control of that robot, essentially being able to destroy a city, he uses that to control Anne Hathaway's character um, after becoming jealous. Um, So it's a bit of a—it is a strange. It sounds a laugh a
3: minute, doesn't it? It it
4: (laughs) sounds bleak as fuck. This is
2: another film where the trailer misled people. Yes, because it looked like it was a bit of a comedy. We've
0: also got another topic. Yeah, like ooh. uh,
2: she controls a kaiju and then like you yeah. watch it you're like well this isn't what i expected at all <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it seems to me when i watched it can i don't know if you got that it seems to be it's, that's just a, an an amalgamation of what's happening in real life
4: yeah for absolutely. a while for
0: a while watching that film i thought it weren't really happening
4: yeah you know it's I mean? kind of an embodiment of the battle with her demons and yeah.
0: Toxic, his demons toxicity, as well yeah. and
4: kind of kind of coming to a head in a big Battle, but yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of fun. I wouldn't say it's a comedy per se, although it, like you said, it it was almost con, um, advertised as such. Um, but it's all <laughs> right. I quite enjoyed it. It was. It... Got
1: you. He's got a kaiju.
4: He's got a robot. Let's see
1: what happens. It's not. It's, 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 it's not that it's fun.
0: Not, it's 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 <laughs> nice It's, it's, not, it's, it's that, I mean, like they look good. The scenes where the like, destroying soul and stuff like that. And there's the, the, there's a little bit of comedy there and that, but some dark undertone as well that really. Put me off a little bit. There's
4: well, some... he—I f- mean, he flat out punches her in the face at yeah. one point. <laughs>
0: not yeah, not the robot. Fucking hell, like him. Him. Yeah, I didn't like to see that. I, I never do. But uh, it's just—I don't know it, what makes uh, the, the main thing. with Jason Sudeikis and Anna Halfway, massive superstars. When they read that script, did they go, mm, "This is a good idea"? <laughs> well, I
4: was reading about it, and I think she was looking for something like that in particular—that that was a little bit offbeat and something that wasn't a blockbuster. Because I think. It came out after she was in Batman or yeah, well, Les
0: Love. Miserables as well, as well.
4: Yeah. So she wanted something that, w- that wasn't quite such a big film, I think. And that She's was. She's good in
0: it. She's really good in it.
4: They're both good in it. It's just a strange film.
0: <laughs> yeah, your description doesn't help even. I don't think I could describe it any better. It's just such a fucking weird, weird film. Oh, it's, it's like the monsters hearing, are an afterthought.
4: That's not. It, the monsters aren't anything. They could almost no. not be there.
0: Yeah. Forget so the the they are it, just there.
4: Yeah, if if you're watching it hoping for a monster film, watch Godzilla instead.
0: Yeah. No. No.
4: <laughs> no, no, do. Watch Shin Godzilla. Because <laughs> at least you get monsters.
0: Watch Shin Godzilla instead. <laughs> Fuck. Is that everything you've got there, Kanye? Yep, afraid so. Excellent. Right then, gadget.
3: You've been doing. Uh well it's it's been a bit of a, a a bit of a quiet week because I started my new job this week, so as a result I've been fucking knackered. So I haven't done much, mm. I'll admit. However, things I have done. Um, I, uh, Pip, and I are just kind of starting to casually binge through uh, US MasterChef. Oh, I love that! Because show. I, I don't like the UK MasterChef because I can't stand Greg Wallace. I have to
2: watch yeah. the Australian MasterChef is where it's at. Yeah, everyone says Australian one's Trust better, me, and I've not, I've not touched one. it yet. The Australian MasterChef is incredible.
3: Is it? Well, we've we, we, we've been watching season three of the American one um, because uh, Pip saw some clips online, and there's a blind girl in it. Lovely. Hmm. And she's really fucking good. Oh yes, and
1: uh, you know it how American real- really.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh yeah.
3: Jesus, biggie.
1: no, but she does. I mean, like, if you're going to go on Master <laughs> Chef, you don't be shit chef on there, do you? <laughs> You've done it in such down. a more
4: wholesome way than I thought.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. And and you know, in the you know, in the traditional way that U.S. reality kind of competition shows go, someone is the heel. They have to be cast as the bad guy. In the player like, Oh. In, in 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 this one, it's a lad called Ryan who is um a, a tr- an unemployed trust fund kid from the Upper East Side in New York, and he's a massive bell. Probably an actor then, Ryan. Yeah, he's probably an Just, actor. Yeah. They always are these baddies in these shows. <laughs> Either way, he's a he's a content. I'm quite happy to see him. Um, <laughs> yeah, do badly because he's not as good as he says he is. <laughs> um Aside from that, where, what else? Played a little bit of um, Death Loop this week. I've managed to make a bit of progress in that. Very happy with how that one's going. Um, I, I I did a silly thing. uh Oh, it's not good for my finances. Confession time. Um,
0: <laughs> it's confession time for us all. Yeah, we've good. all. <laughs> I spent four hundred and fifty-five quid. <laughs>
3: I'm, I mean, I'm not going. I'm not going to like sugarcoat the fact that I spent five hundred pounds on new recording gear this oh! week. Um, oh, but that's that. That's not the stupid thing. No, um, I bought a Magic the Gathering set. Oh, wow oh, yeah. Magic the Gathering set. Explain to non-nerds. I, I, I would, but you're a massive geek. Yeah, I know exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. uh, Magic the Gathering is a, cl- a collectible card battling game. Um, it's kind of like the, the thing that Hearthstone ripped it's off. It's better than Pokemon cards. It's better than <laughs> Pokemon cards. It's also highly addictive. Yes. And made by Wizards of the Coast, who make D&D. <laughs> And have the share they share the same artists, and I got I accidentally bought. Well, I didn't accidentally buy. I deliberately bought the um, Adventures in the Forgotten Realms set because I thought, oh, this is really pretty, and the lovely cards and D and D. And then I fucking started playing it, didn't I? Uh-oh,
0: he's begun, he's gonna, oh, he's going. He's going. He's going to start going to the uh, meetups. Sorry, yeah, guys, I'm can't f- record. <laughs> Off to play cards.
3: Yeah, and my, fr- and my friend, helpful as he is, um, sent sent me the, the starter kit, which has a couple of like made decks in as Uh-oh. well. Oh, yeah. And then I downloaded the app on my no. phone and oh fuck's sake. No! <laughs> and he's got some binders to put them all in. No, we've lost it. <laughs> oh, honestly, it's 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 un, it's unreal. The thing is, I'm having a lot of fun playing it on my phone. It's I, used really play when, I used to play it when I was a
0: teenager. I used to fucking love that
3: shit, man.
1: It was it was one of the weirdest things I saw at um EGX, because Um they have um, you know, uh, retro areas, but they also have an area yeah. for card gaming. Mm. And I just thought to me, it was just like a really weird place to go and do that because you're surrounded by maybe other things. Maybe you should be checking out than playing. Yeah, if, games. if me and Stig
0: had seen them, we have been throwing fucking chicken it nuggets. Just, at I him. just thought that <laughs> was really a really
1: weird place to do that. Personally, yeah. I get the environment because it's all geeky and nerdy, but I just thought, yeah, you're surrounded. by They do stuff it because you check out.
0: They do it because it's like it's a great place to meet up with like people that are into it and then you, people, you, you can yeah. form factions and stuff like that and then you yeah. you end up in yeah. tournaments and i get it big money big bucks yeah yeah
3: what what i'm enjoying about it is it um it seems less um it seems a lot deeper than hearthstone because i used to really enjoy playing hearthstone i did i just not allowed um, to play it anymore now no because blizzard are bastards um but yeah I, I played hearthstone for a good few years but i got bored of it after a while because it's like Unless you were, like, pumping loads of money into it to stay within the meta, Which I did. just got smashed by better players. (laughs) Which I did. Um, So I moved on to Elder Scrolls Legends when that came out, which is Blizzard uh, Blizzard Bethesda's take on it. Mm -hmm. And that were really good. But no fucker played it. They shut the service down a couple of years ago. Bastards. Because it was really (laughs) fucking good. Um and yeah this is this is tickling all the little strategy parts of my brain and just making me go oh cards but it's it's more in depth there's more there's more to the turn order um you can be a bit more tactical with things you've got you've got to manage like opponent's cards which are flying which you can't defend against and stuff like that and yeah i re- I really like it and some some of the abilities that you can throw off are, are really good I, I won one of my matches it's just against the computer like i'm not i'm not brave enough to play against people yet oh, no but um, I managed to win one by not doing any damage for about seven turns and just stacking up a load of buff things and then just wiping them out in one turn. Mm. You know, stuff like that. Like I, I enjoy that. That that makes me happy. <laughs> like just like getting making all those numbers happen happen in the right order. Yeah, it kind of like gets that really really nerdy bit of me going. Uh, so yeah, I've said uh, don't I have i do not i do worry. I've seen massive
0: like eighteen stone rugby players at. At Magic the Gathering tournaments, <laughs> you know what I mean, it's it's yeah. it, it's a very old card game now, isn't it? Is it like
3: thirty thirty,
0: 30
1: years? 30, 30 and they're carrying years. the same they're weight old. in a folder of those cards. Oh god, them. yeah.
0: <laughs> I, there's some of some of the cards. the some of the rarer ones, and that they sell for more than the rarer Pokemon ones and stuff like that. It's like a proper. It's it's it's, it's great, but I, I ain't got time for that shit anymore. That's my issue.
3: Wizards have got it like really set down to like to keep your money going because. Mm if you want to play like um in like league play or like um, ranked play yeah. you 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 can only use like decks from the last 2 years yes. they release four decks a year so it kind of keeps you constantly buying and like swapping in it, it, and swapping out it also out.
0: it also evolves the meta we are having some overpowered garbage from the 80s <laughs> do you know what i mean it's yeah, yeah it, it, i yeah. like it it's it's cool but yeah it's so ex- it's such an expensive hobby mate mm. and especially when you nip into tesco sometimes and you see there's like 2 for 1 oh I will get
3: 10. Solomon Tesco. Solomon Tesco. Yes, they do. Near the magazines, you'll
0: find them.
4: Yeah, that's a uh, a particular hole I almost fell down a couple of years ago. We got into it at work, actually, and I got a a starter deck for me and um, a couple of my workmates, and it really grabbed them, and it didn't grab me so much. And my problem is numbers. I don't deal well with numbers, but they both absolutely loved it. And um, because we had to take a bit of time off, it's kind of fizzled fizzled out a little bit. But I think they they're both going to try and take it up again. So if you do want to play against some real players, I can uh, I can put you in contact with them. They'd love to.
3: What what I might do is when I feel brave enough to play against real players, I might um, download Magic the Gathering Arena on the PC. Yes, that's and the one. I might stream. I might stream it. Oh, nice. I've got I've got it on my phone. I've got I've got Arena on my phone. Yeah, you do know, know the second you start stream
0: streaming it. Arena, you're going to start bringing people from under the floorboards off Twitch, going "Hello there!"
3: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Just, just like back in the day when I used to stream Blizzard games. Yeah. You're not in the meta. Yeah. Oh god. Worst worst one when I was streaming. Um, what was that? I was streaming Heroes of the Storm. Mm. I was. It was when Junkrat was released, and I was just noodling around with him, just see, like you know, just getting the hang of the character. What you're playing Junkrat for? He's not in the meta. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's a new character and he might be fun. Oh no, you don't play him. He's not in the meta. <laughs> You're not
0: pleasing the meta goblins, and you should. Oh,
3: <laughs> and I, I imagine they all speak like yeah, that. Yeah, they do because yeah, they're they little do goblins. Do.
1: This is all beyond me. This. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been interested. You're too fucking stuff, cool. That's why, right, mate.
3: <laughs> no, not at
0: all. I <laughs> You're just, a maschaga. You can't me. help it. <laughs> You're not interested in cards, you're not interested in tapping ass It's not your fault mate you one or the other
1: Put that on the box
0: <laughs> If you're not tapping ass, don't buy these But
1: yeah, yeah give, me a, give me a pack of Top Trumps, I'm alright
0: In the immortal words of the game That I no longer play Job done Right, so exactly. <laughs> Let's move on to the main topic at hand Biggie, you mad shagger What are we talking about? <laughs>
1: Uh, This week, we're basically talking about ourselves, the incredible ensemble that we are of the Mm. podcast, but we also decided to include TV and film, the best ensembles that we could think of.
0: Yeah, good topic, and uh, yet again, another surprise one that I didn't... I, I, I thought we'd have already done this by now, but here it is, the ensemble, so... If you don't know what that means and you're not French or whatever, it's just, it's team usually. <laughs> it's like a, a team of actors. There's sometimes more than one lead or a load of, do you know what I mean? It, think, hang on, hang on. I, go on, get me an absolute definition of what it is, because I know what it is in my head, but my <laughs> tongue doesn't want to tell you what it
3: is. <laughs> this is like a cast production where everyone has equal weight to the storyline. It's Basically. not a star. So
2: it's, in a dramatic production, an ensemble cast is one which is comprised of multiple principal actors that's and performers it. who are typically assigned roughly equal amounts of screen time. That's it.
0: That's it.
2: And that's what we're
0: going to do. We're going to. I think this is a celebration rather than a uh, a bashing because I've picked oh, one yes. I love, and I think you guys have picked. Oh, one absolutely. You love, Haven't you? Oh, absolutely. oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we'll start with Candy.
4: Oh, me again. Well, I get to talk about one of my absolute favourite films. I think I'm going to talk about the Adams Family, the '90s version. Me. So the one starring Morticia Rad, uh, obviously Morticia Adams, Angelica Houston, Raúl Juliá.
0: <laughs> she et looks incredible in that.
4: Oh my god, what I a just, stunner!
3: I definitely don't think there was anybody acting at the time who could have done a better Morticia than Angelica. No, no, Houston.
0: Not, not, not ever. And, and Raúl uh, Juliá, incredible Gomez.
3: Oh, <sighs> oh, perfect Gomez. I, I, just, well, just, I just
2: can't see like. Past that team of that that those actors in that film, yeah. Like when they say, "Oh yeah, we're going to do a new one," they had to like an animated. They had to do an animated version yeah. because yeah. it's just like who's going to take up that mantle and do? They job? job? they were born for the role
4: because we were all kind of the same age as well. It, you know, we were all kids in the nineties, and that's that's our own family. Like I know we.
5: <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs>
0: You had a full-time job.
5: <laughs> <sighs>
0: Uncle Fester over there.
5: Maybe.
0: Oh
1: my <laughs>
0: <word>. Savage.
1: <laughs> I'm going to send a hand over to you and throttle you. <laughs> I'm, I'm into that, do it. <laughs> Round the throat, mate, not the other thing.
5: Anyway, as I was saying.
1: you to have to finger up the bum as well. Oh, <laughs> God! <laughs> Iron boo just go out my nose.
4: Oh, God. <laughs> I ain't doing it now. Someone else can talk. <laughs> 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 no more we'll fingers at the bum when I'm trying to speak.
3: Oh, it only took 55 minutes for us to go off the reels. <laughs> Candy, you may continue.
4: Uh. Uh, right, <clears throat> as I was saying, yeah, there have been uh, loads of different versions of the Adams family, as we just touched on. Um, so that wasn't the original version. There was, I think, there was a version. Was it the sixties? It was still black and white, wasn't it?
3: It was early sixties. Yeah. yeah.
4: So uh, the nineties version is the one I'm going to be talking about. Absolute favourite. Um, I'm going to be covering the Adams family and the Adams family values. I think the first film was a little better, but Values is a better ensemble.
0: I think I think um, I think the uh, as as two films go as well, they just work perfectly together. I don't absolutely. think I've ever I've ever sat down and watched the first one and not watched *Values* after.
4: And you know there was a third in the series as well. Technically, it was a completely different cast. Um, obviously, well, Julia Hulia um, passed, and the kids were too old to play. There's so only two Adams family films. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the magic just wasn't recaptured. Um, so yeah, the original cast who got. Morticia, played by Angelica Houston, just absolutely stunning. Raul Hulia is Gomez as well. Festive played by Christopher Lloyd, Doc Brown from... Uh, Strange choice,
0: Bond. but it ended up working.
4: It worked so well, didn't it? Like, who would have cast that? Um, Christina Ricci as well, playing Wednesday, um, which basically launched a career. Um,
3: Defined a career for a long time. She couldn't get away from it.
4: Because she was born to play that role.
3: You will be a goth forever.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, the second one was joined by Peter McNichol and Christine Baranski as Gary and Becky Martin Granger. Oh,
5: God, and
4: Jane Kusak yeah. as Jeb- Debbie Jelinski, feathers, lo- Fester's feathers. love interest and in serial killer. Um, but I'll get onto that in a second. Um, <laughs> now, Values kind of it built on the foundation that the original film created. It was a traditional, wholesome family unit against a kind of bizarre background, bizarre, frightening background. And either. The family, they either didn't care or they were just completely unaware that their surroundings were abnormal. Um, And all the characters just have the charisma turned up to 100. Um, So Morticia and Gomez, they have just this electric, romantic marriage and the actors are completely perfect. Academia. They're so believable alongside uh, Mm. each other, aren't they? They're Mm -hmm. just two yin and yang, two parts of a whole. Mm. Um, And they're both so stunning as well. Yeah, they are.
0: Gorgeous Especially, people.
4: Especially like, do you remember in the '90s it was all Baywatch babes? Everyone was like blonde bombshells.
0: Yeah.
4: Um. I'd have, took, I'd have white... took
0: Angelica Houston over Pamela Anderson any day.
4: Absolutely. <laughs> even with now. the white makeup and black eyes.
0: Yes.
3: Especially because.
4: Absolutely. <laughs> Queen, Queen
3: of the Goth. Yes.
4: Yeah. And Christina Ricci, as I said, she was born to play the role of Wednesday. She's just kept a completely deadpan expression throughout um and she was quite a little girl as well in the in the first film i don't think she could have been more than about seven or eight yeah Um, she she wasn't a
0: teenager at that point was she
4: no she was probably verging on that in the second one i would guess she was maybe 12 or 13 um she just doesn't on a 1980 sorry 80 so that came out in so she would have been 11 i think yeah yeah there you go she's older than i thought um but just plays the role so well and doesn't, you, you know. Sometimes you can watch child actors and you can kind of see them like just having a bit of a laugh or not taking it so serious. She was, she was that character. I think. Um, I
0: think Pudge is a bit crap, but he's supposed he, to be, isn't he?
4: He is. He is. Yeah. It's just so Wednesday can bounce character.
0: off. Can bounce off him. Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing.
4: He's yeah. not
2: really done much. Um, Thirteen actor credits. And <laughs> he just looked good. <laughs> Little pudgy bud. IMD- IMDb is like his picture is of Pugsley. So yes. he's, yeah, he's not, he's not in the industry <laughs> anymore. Did not
4: continue acting S- after yeah. that.
1: Stuck in a time loop. Mm.
4: <laughs> and Christopher Lloyd as well, playing um, the reawakened Fester Adams. Yes. Um, he's just Spoiler hilarious and energetic. And he also seems to have a really good relationship with the kids. And you can often tell when there's tension between the actors. And in in that case, I think you, you can always tell when a child actor feels nervous or if they're inexperienced, like the, the Harry Potter films. Adorable though they are, and they've become, you know, quite fine actors now. I think you you can tell that they were inexperienced and nervous and kind of looking around at the cameras and that there just wasn't a hint of that with um with the kids in this. And I think that was probably a lot of it was down to um Christopher Lloyd probably being quite good with them.
0: Yeah. And, and look at, yeah. looking after I them. I bet he were a fucking darling, weren't he, when the camera were off.
4: I'm sure he was. And um but yeah, they just make a really sort of believable family unit living within this absolutely bonkers house which Somehow, it feels more welcoming and homely than the over-exaggerated <laughs> niceness of the outside world. You know, they really go for just stereotypical modern family America. Everyone's happy and nice to see you, and this, and then you have got the Adams family it's who forever Halloween a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm actually going to count the house itself amongst the ensemble. I think I would. It's a character. Iconic. Yeah. Um, and then, so values introduces Joan Cusack as uh, Debbie oh, um She plays a serial. She's so good. So she good. <laughs> killer called the Black Widow. Debbie. Debbie. Um, yeah. Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> um. So she. So her uh, character is. Um, she'll marry uh, wealthy men and then kill them off during the honeymoon. And uh, I. I think it's a real shame that they. I thought that, you were going to um, say,
0: and I relate to that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> i used to say i wasn't about to say that <laughs> but she um it's it's a shame that spoiler alert, they don't they do kill her off because she would have made an absolutely perfect member of the adams family do you know she? what the,
0: the, the trick was uh, i remember I've, I've i've i fucking love adams for so myself i've obviously absorbed a lot of information with that they wanted to cast somebody darker than the adams family like more evil but they didn't want to make her look evil and it's perfect because she is Darker, isn't she, than the fucking super goths?
4: <laughs> I mean, it's insinuated that Gomez has killed people as well in the past.
0: Yes,
3: but Didn't they put somebody? It in was their choice. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and everything with the family themselves is insinuation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, the the I, I love the kind of the turnabout. obviously, with values. It's um, uh, uh, Morticia and Gomez have another child. Oh God, yes. And, Hubert. And, yes, and and by the Adams family standards, the child ain't right. Of course, he's I, got I just, blonde I, curly hair. Yeah, I, I, I love I love that scene where where like Gomez is going towards the nursery and there's Morticia sat sat with the baby and the room is brightly lit and it's all white and lovely he's, and he just goes, oh my god, it's worse than I thought. Yeah, <laughs> yeah baby has got, got a blonde hair, depression. hasn't he? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't know what I always dreams. talk about
2: that, that baby bit as well. It's like it's so stupid because it's like ridiculous when he shoots in the air and he just and he goes to the plane window. He just goes yeah. and then yeah. just like drops down again. <laughs> He does that little baby giggle and just drops down. But it's when he so goes good. back to
0: normal, he's got a little mustache.
4: It's really? oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a big image of Gomez. <laughs> I think that baby's played by a girl as well, which makes it even more hilarious. Did
0: you do you have a little bit of a, a jumping off? But do you remember um, the original like plot to Adams from the Gomez wasn't like a goth or anything. And and the originally he came to like I think he came to like audit their house or something like that, or he was from some kind of, this is fact and. He fell in love with Morticia then, and uh, Wednesday and Pugsley weren't his kids.
5: That's that's mega, that isn't
0: it? That's mega. He 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 came. It's like a normal man, and he was like turned into that basically. That's, so uh, that's that's on the original. Maybe the that maybe this the, the series rather than the original. I was gonna say film. that sounds
3: like it, like the sixties TV. Series yeah, that. I think it was. I think it was. Well, they
4: almost kind of touch in that uh, touch on that with the. Do you remember in the Adams Family Values and Wednesday has a little makes a boyfriend?
5: Yes. Mm.
4: And um, he's kind of like just accepted by the family and becomes one of them. Mm, yeah. So maybe that maybe that was a nod to that then.
0: Yeah, it's, it's such it's such a strange thing that I've always remembered. Like Gomez weren't part of the family and they they weren't the Adams family because he's 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 got the name Adams obviously because it's a weird surname to have when they all look like that and you see all the relatives they're all fucking insane.
4: It would have to be like <laughs> von Finkelstein yeah. or yeah. something.
2: wouldn't it? Do you know one 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 person we haven't touched on as well is? Uh, Carol Strukikin. Strukikin? As Lurch. Lurch. Mm. Like, could you not have yeah. found a more perfect actor? Because yeah. he looked like the
0: original one, didn't he? Because
2: he's just yeah. like, the, yeah, he's like, he's massive. Yeah. He's, and he's just got that frame and that look and that build it's to good. Play. Yeah, I'm he's sure. Perfect, I'm sure he like, played Russian play. basketball. I'm sure he did. He played, uh, have you seen, I remember watching uh, Gerald's game, The yeah. Moonlight Man. Yeah. Fucking and weird yeah, in that yeah proper yeah he's really good in that like just you know he does lurch doesn't really have a lot to do but i just think that like again he's part of like perfect Captain he's got N- the
1: presence yeah. though hasn't it? he's the yeah presence. yeah like a background character yeah. There and yeah. just
0: yeah and people Quite can't unlike- tell people lurch now <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah that's true um yeah, and then we got Peter McNichol and Christine Baranski as Gary and Becky Martin oh, Granger. God. So oh, there. that
3: whole se- that whole it's sequence in, so in, the, in the summer camp is fucking hysterical.
4: So over the top happy. Um, they're a husband and wife team, and uh, I actually remember leaders like that. Do you remember having to go to the dreaded like summer play scheme?
3: No. <laughs> oh, yeah, I used, to, I used to. I used to enjoy them. <laughs> I, I had scout leaders like them.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
3: I, I had priests like them.
4: <laughs> so we all know the type, then—just completely over the top, happy, happy, happy all the time. They must have, they must have all been on drugs, surely. Either that, or that when they went home, completely crashed. Well, back in them days, they used to give bastards.
0: speed to housewives, so you never
2: know. They might have been on speed. <laughs> just <laughs> reminded me of that, the, the song we, they do—the the Happy Turkey Day song. Yeah, oh, yeah. Pugsy <laughs> just walk up, he's like, "Eat me!" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And the punishment. The punishment well, is Stig's over. dream. Go and watch
0: Disney Go films. Watch Disney
5: films. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and once he comes out and tries to do the smile. Yeah. Oh so god. So iconic scene. <laughs> just so really, really brilliant. <laughs> <sighs> mm. um, but yeah, no, they're both brilliant as well, and just both films are so funny, and it's it's all because of the cast and how well they're acting and how they all kind of bounce off each other and the tongue-in-cheek humour and the, the one-liners are all that they're just like perfectly delivered I, I absolutely love it like i said it's one of my favorite films i think and i never really list it either when somebody asks me you know what what your favorite films i never think to put adam's family but it's definitely up there yeah I, it's like, it's like, I, it's like
3: I, a proper like sorry. retro like feel-good film for me mm. yeah i always forget weird about, thing to say about such, such a dark family but yeah it's when people say what's your favorite film i'm like oh i
4: forgot about
0: ghostbusters it's so yeah. similar to you we yeah adam's family
4: well, like I said, it's it's a dark family, but they're so wholesome too. They're such a oh, yeah. strong family unit.
3: Yeah, it's just one of those films that if it's on, it's like okay, I'm sitting down and watching Absolutely. this now. Absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. Fucking, great like it, film. it's not a, it's not a background film. It's you just stop whatever you're doing, you mm-hmm. sit and yeah. you watch whichever one of them happens to be on, and then you go and watch the alternative. I mean, oh, yeah. nine and out
4: the Mushka scene as well.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, nine out of ten times they always put values on. Must must be a rights issue or something like that. You always see values that's probably,
3: on. Prob- I think it's probably the one ITV has the rights to. Yeah, probably.
0: <laughs> yeah. After Jurassic Park, we're going to put values on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a nineties double. Yeah. My my eldest loved it. Like she we literally, like you said, we watched Adams Family one, and then straight after she's like, "Can we watch the second one." Yeah. So we watched both of them back to back.
0: Yeah. Same in she, this house, yeah, mate. Yeah. So good. I I I would like to see a reboot, but it has to it have to, it would have to be spot on. And I think I think a good, a, good Gomez animated is, a
1: good
2: Gomez would be Oscar Isaac. Yeah, if you I haven't think. got the
1: cast, it'll fail. Yeah. Are, are, you, are you actually joking when
2: you say oodles? Yes. Right, <laughs> because you know that he voices him, don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah, but he's got the look, though, doesn't he?
2: No, I just thought, if you'd have said that... And <laughs> I didn't know. know no, I didn't I know. know, that would have been just... Per- yeah, actually, if you look at that cast... You'll never know. <laughs> it, would been, it would have been... I mean, not... Um, obviously, Chloe Grace Moretz is too old to play Wednesday, but... Yeah, I think Charlie's and Oscar it's could have been a perfectly yeah. good live action. I didn't versions. mind the animated one, it just wasn't the same. It wasn't very
0: good though, so I think it just mind seemed it.
4: all a bit sort of goofy, didn't it? And it kind of lost that art, so the funny art style though it was, it did have local. a little Oh,
0: yeah. the art style's horrible. Yeah, it makes mm. me uncomfortable.
3: <laughs> Yeah, it's, 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 it's something about the fact the way they've drawn Gomez and his eyes are, like, 15 foot apart. It's just really weird. <laughs> Whenever they do cartoon characters like that, it just weirds me out. I don't know why. Yeah,
2: it's like, he's done that, but then uh, Festus, like, an awful bald head with, like, eyes sort of, right next to each other. <laughs> yeah. And the yeah. nose comes out, so it looks like balls and a dick. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Great choice, though. Absolute smashing
0: choice. Both of them will accept two films this time. Thank we'll you. accept it. So, yeah, we'll move on to Big E.
1: Yeah, my choice for this, um, this kind of came to my head almost straight away when I was thinking of ensemble movie, and it's True Romance. Mm. Mm-hmm. Great I love this movie. It doesn't, for some reason, get talked about a lot these days. One of my um, favourites, mate. But it's mm. such a good film, and the stellar cast is just, again, even I haven't seen it for years, and I've watched it so many times, but when I went back... You forget I was in it, do not you? <laughs> yeah, and I just went, oh, my God. Fucking megastars just incredible, considering they all appeared. And they may not have had all the same screen time, but just the fact that all these people appeared in this movie, it's just incredible. So just for those that are not initiated with this movie, um, it stars a comic book nerd, an Elvis fanatic, which is Clarence, played by Christian Slater. And the boss of where he works sets him up with a prostitute named Alabama. Um, And he doesn't know that she's a prostitute at this point. Um, For his birthday and she's played by Patricia Arquette. And after a night out on the town, checking out martial art movies, just having a real sort of heart-to-heart about life in general, they almost completely fall in love with this incredible chemistry. Clarence then decides uh, to break the news to her pimp um, and ends up killing him. He grabs a suitcase of cocaine on his way out, thinking that it's Alabama's clothing. And then as the two hit the road for California, hoping to have a new life, and get rid of this cocaine. The mob are soon after them. Now we mentioned the cast. I mean, if you're ready, do it all. Do them all because they, they all need it. Patricia Arquette. You've got Dennis Hopper playing Christian's dad. Val Kilmer as Elvis. Oh yeah. You've got Gary Oldman as Drexel oh, the drug dealer. Gary Oldman, a role of a lifetime. <laughs> Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah. As Floyd the Stoner. Oh God, he's so funny in it. <laughs> Christopher Walken as the the mob's kind of hitman. Uh Bronson Pinchot as uh sort of a classic 80s 90s yuppie. Samuel L. Jackson's in this. Yeah. Michael Rappaport. Yeah. Saul Rubinek plays the dick of a director and he plays it beautifully. <laughs> um James Gandolfini's in this as a hitman. Fucking hell. Um, He's not as fat. <laughs> Chris Penn, Tom Sizemore both play detectives. Um yeah, it's just there's many, many more background characters that sort of flitted in and out of this movie. And everybody's and in it. Yeah. It's such an incredible story because, as mentioned, he doesn't realise he's got this cocaine, but he suddenly realises he needs to get rid of it. The mob are after him. It's a chance for them to set up a new life. And the story kind of follows him trying to find a way out of this unfortunate situation. And it, for reasons unknown, he seems to see Elvis as sort of like his conscience. It's a spirit experiment. animal, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of an idea of guidance about what to do in these certain situations. And again, Val Kilmer just appears almost a kind of, not in silhouette form, but you never quite see the full Val Kilmer as Elvis, but it's just the fact he portrays him as Elvis is brilliant. Um Gary Oldman as Drexel, the drug dealer, <laughs> is just incredible. It's such... A flitting appearance in this movie. His cultural just, appropriation at its finest. <laughs> yeah, he absolutely nails this nasty character. And there's a great quote where um, Clarence goes to obviously reveal the news, and basically Clarence wanted a happy ending. He wanted this to basically say she's not going to be pimping anymore. He's not going to be pimping his yep. girlfriend anymore, and hopefully he'd be able to give him some money or talk him out of it. But obviously Drex was just a nasty piece of work, and he 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 basically cops on straight away that. Clarence isn't there to do anything else. He's going to be gunning for him. And on the the TV where he's sitting, there's porn. Yeah. And as they're chatting away, he he basically notices that Clarence has never once looked at the TV. When, you know, just as you walk into a room, you're going to obviously see what's happening on the screen. You'd be captivated for a moment. And he goes, now I know I'm pretty, but I ain't as pretty as a couple of titties. (laughs) And it it just sums up his character beautifully because then it all kicks off. um, And, yeah. I won't say more, as you already know, he's killed. Um, moving on, literally almost straight away, they, um, Clarence and Alabama go and visit his dad, played by Dennis Hopper, for a bit of a vice. Um, and then off they trot. And then it turns out that um, the mob are after them, and they go and you know obviously work out who this person is and that he's got a father, so they go and visit him. And you have this great scene with Christopher Walken and Dennis Hopper together as uh, Vincenzo... Is basically, interrogating Clifford trying to work oh, out, oh god, it's so good, find out where they've gone and the tension in the scene. Don't quote any super... of them words though, please. But it, it, it's just great because at the end of the day, Dennis Hopper suddenly realizes his character that they're either going to torture him to find out, um, the address, or he may as well just go out fighting. So he completely insults. The Italians, <laughs> it really does. It's just <laughs> their their life, their style, oh. everything. You know, the history is just almost summed up in this. Really, for me, that's yeah. that's
0: the scene where you know Tarantino's had a hand in it. I think he writ re- he wrote it or did the screenplay yeah, for yeah, it. He's, he's definitely behind this. You can, that's the scene that you
1: like, Tarantino. And I- oh, so yeah, the movie's directed by Tony Scott, really um, yeah. Scott's brother, who um, did quite a few movies as well. Yeah, quite big ones. But yeah, you really feel the tension in that scene, and then um, Dennis Hopper realizes that he's not going to reveal where his son and I think for me it's
0: best seen in film.
1: It's brilliantly done. It is so good, and uh, Walken and Hopper are superb. They bounce off, off oh, each other God, so well. So,
0: but they're masters at the craft, though both
1: of them aren't. They? It's like, yeah. and then um, it then moves on. Later on, you have Gown Dufini, um, who tracks down. Um, the couple, but because Clarence is out trying to sort out a drug deal, um Patricia Arquette opens the door and Gandolfini's in there. And again, this this powerful scene of just this you have this utter fear for Alabama because Gandolfini's quite a big guy for those that know him for The Sopranos. He's scarier than Tony Soprano but in this. He is just a nasty piece mm. of work. And you fear for her, but she doesn't have put up a fight with him as well. She really just goes toe-to-toe with this kankster. It's incredible. And, you know, fair dues to Patricia Arquette. She just absolutely acted her way through that scene. It was incredible. And, um, yeah, I-, I think it's amazing. Very uncomfortable to watch, by the way. But, yeah, yeah incredible. Um, then there's uh, a great bit of comedy uh, with Elliot the yuppie. Um, <laughs> whilst uh, basically being a yuppie, driving around in a sports car, he's got some blonde bimbo, unfortunately, to say in his car. His words, his words. Uh, he's, his words. He's, ya- he's yacking away on the phone, um, and then they um, crash, Yeah, coat goes all over his face yeah. as he gets arrested. <laughs> um, that gif's that's quite the, famous, there's a gif of that. <laughs> it's yeah. all over the and that, internet. And that's how the uh, cops find out um, that uh, there's um, yeah. the director involved in potentially being a drug dealer. Um, the mob find out from Brad Pitt, uh, unfortunately he accidentally reveals what's going on but again his scene in this is fantastic, he plays the stoner really well. I've said
0: it before, Brad Pitt's a funny actor. Mm. Yeah absolutely he's,
1: he's definitely got a comedy chops um, and then of course you have um, Chris Penn and Tom Sizemore as these kind of really crazy cops Yeah. Um, everything goes terribly wrong but somehow there's a happy ending at the end of this but I just thought that amount of actors all appearing in this movie, all Knocking their scenes out of the park. It's just a great watch from beginning to end. It is. Um, and I think this movie is absolutely classic. Get, if you can, if you listen, dear listener, if
0: you haven't seen this film, if you can get hold of the Blu ray, there's so much content on that. There's so much that it they, they, they was quite a troubled shoot, but you can't tell. You cannot tell. There were a lot of scheduling conflicts and stuff because getting at that point, Summer Hollywood's biggest. Getting them all together, and I mean, most actors don't even meet each other. You know what I mean? They don't. Their characters don't even cross paths. But it's oh god, it's so good.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, a lot of these actors don't appear with each other on screen. Yeah. It's only in their that typical
0: Tarantino like say, style, isn't little, it? You don't. Their, their, yeah, the,
1: their little snippets, but it's brilliantly done. Oh yeah, very kind of very similar to Pulp Fiction in a way, isn't it? Yes, you can. It, you, it has you can the, tell. You can tell to it's two in front and path, but it's just the way it's. Situation. But yeah, amazing. Love it. I do, mate. I,
0: great pick. Great pick. Watch True Romance, everybody. Do it! Stig!
2: All right, I'm going to try to do something, yeah? Here we go. <laughs> Uh-oh. Acting! <laughs> Welcome to Sin City. The town beckons the tough, the corrupt, the broken-hearted. Some call it dark, hard-boiled. Then there are those who call it home. Crooked cops, sexy dames, desperate vigilantes... <laughs> Some are seeking revenge, others lust, lust after redemption. And, at, and then there are those hoping for a little bit of both. A universe of unlikely and reluctant heroes still trying to do the right thing in a city that refuses to care. Yeah, Sin City. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and scene. Do you want to put a bit of noir music on so. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> With that mournful um, saxophone.
2: Yeah, <laughs> just in the background. Oh, yes. So Sin City, a 2005 film directed by Robert Rodriguez and Frank Miller, is a neo-noir crime anthology produced and directed, oh, sorry, by Frank Miller, uh, based on Miller's graphic novels of the same name. Uh, this stars a cast including Bruce Willis, Jessica Albert, Clive Owen, Mickey Rourke, Rutger Howard. Benicio Del Toro, Alexis Bledel, Michael Madsen, Powers Booth, Nick Stahl, Devon Aoki, Michael Clark Duncan, Rosio D- Ro- Rosario Dawson, Rosario Dawson, <laughs> uh, Carla Gugino, Carla
1: Caguino, I think it is.
2: Yeah, I think it is. Caguino. You'll know if you see her anywhere. Josh Hardnett, Jamie King, Brittany Murphy, Elijah Wood, uh, and Tommy Flanagan, amongst other people, and surprisingly, uh, Nick Offerman. Yes, yes,
3: Nick Offerman's in it. Yes. Nick Offerman's in it
2: as the schlub. If you, I was looking at him, going, I know his face. Who is that? It's <laughs> it's one of the like just the random mm. schlubs. Like it's called the schlub that yeah. uh, Bruce Willis <laughs> knocks out at the beginning of the film with his right. bleached blonde hair and. I don't think he a mustache, and, does, and, it? does it? has a goatee yeah that's it yeah he has a bleach blonde goatee and uh bleach blonde hair yeah it's an (laughs) absolute tiny part but uh yeah so an absolute stellar cast and as i said this is like an anthology film uh so it's set in three different uh kind of stories the yellow bastard which uh, tells the story of bruce willis's character john hartigan trying to stop a child killer and that kind that's Kind of a small story at the start, and it that picks up later. So that kind of starts the film and ends the film uh, with his story. The hard goodbye is um, story of Marv, who is this kind of man with a big chin. Yeah, down and he's a kind of nobody who falls in love with a prostitute called Goldie, and she's killed. And it kind of tells a story of him going on a redemption mission. Yeah, because he's rock trying, hard. Yeah, trying to find out who killed Goldie and um and everything, and he undercovers this like kind of horrible, dark underworld like kind of thing to deal with it to deal with like the church and things and, yeah. a, and a reverend, and then the big fat kill, which is um Clive Owen's story when. Oh, yeah, a, Benicio Del Toro, Jackie Boy, the abusive hus- uh, ex-boyfriend of Brittany Murphy turns up and he kind of tracks him down and with a group of female uh, assassins yeah. kill them and take them out. And and yeah, it's, so it's three different stories, but this, it's the art style which sets this film apart from yeah. anything else. It's oh, absolutely. fucking incredible. It's beautiful. It, it looks gorgeous. It's so it's black and white throughout the most of the film, but there's spots of colour throughout. So sometimes the blood is red. You get things like uh, Michael Clark dunks, Duncan's like eye is like diamond eye is yeah, glinting isn't it? Yeah, the yellow man, the yellow bastard is like just he is full on yellow. Yeah, he's ugly as hell. Uh, oh yeah, he's mm. awful. He looks awful. But yeah, just throughout there's just these little dots of colour that's brought in but then not on top of that is like the blood is really visceral but it's always Mm. but unless it's like Marv is the only one that I can I watched this last night actually he's the only one I can remember where they actually see the blood as red yes everyone else same in the book it's it's like white like these splodges of white just like flying all over the screen and like all of the stuff and yeah so it I I don't really know how to describe it other than that like there's just this beautiful black and white well have you ever
1: read the comics graphic novels no so good because when I heard they were making this, I just laughed because I thought this is ridiculous. Impossible. How on earth are they going to do that? Yeah, I thought so. But they absolutely nailed it. It's literally almost, in many cases, frame for frame. Yeah,
0: it's not It's not, not like Watchmen were. he just decided so, to make his own ending.
1: Yeah.
4: yeah. Which was better. It, is,
1: it nailed that art style. <laughs> Incredibly well. I was so impressed. Yeah. So impressed. Yeah, it's it's great. I mean I've seen people say that obviously like
2: you just said, adopting a comic book is just it's a hard thing to do, but they just absolutely nailed it with this one from you know f- from your, what you say there. Yeah, I mean how how good is that cast, really? Like mm. and they all just huge. Like so many of them are just out of character to watch they usually play. Um, uh, Elijah Wood. Like, Elijah <laughs> Wood is just incredible in this. It's this Terrifying. awful look creepy little bastard who kills these women and look, and he just has this he was an awful creepy little bastard in Lord of the Rings <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was thinking this was his first kind of big film after, after Lord of the Rings yeah. yeah he doesn't even have any dialogue in it no, it's no. Just I going to say it's not a big part he's got glasses
0: it? on <laughs> hasn't he glasses, mm. you don't see his eyes until you get close yeah. up to him
3: this is there's, the bit- a, there's a couple of them because uh, I don't think Devon Aoki has any dialogue either she's just there to yeah. kill mm, nerds no sword. she does I think Oh, does she?
2: Yeah, but she's got these like um, reverse swastika, like yes, like stars, like uh, yeah, that she uses. Which is that she's fucking incredible in this, just like chopping fours left, right, and center. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I just I love the like the obviously the, the Wa style of it all, like obviously all the kind of fifties dialogue um, with parts so of it. It's better than three hundred. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. oh yeah. yeah. Which a that lot means- of people
0: put them together because obviously it's Mil- M- Miller books. But three hundred art styles more sepia rather than comic.
3: Well, I think it's I think it's also it's a more iconic art style in in Sin City because since like three hundred, I mean, because they were both technically the first two films to have like the entire production be on green screen. Yes, Mm. Um, and I think Sin City worked better. Three three hundred's great film, but it's also a Zack Snyder film, and I can't support that. Uh,
0: Yeah, (laughs) and I think I think Biggie might have to correct me. I'm pretty sure. Three hundred never got a coloured run, did it? It was just black and white. Because I know the re-release them, don't I? I? Know Sin City got a re-release in colour.
1: Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I remember it being black, black and white, but I don't remember. version. Yeah. The there may have been one. They always did it.
2: Make a bit yeah. more money,
1: in it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I think this film was probably the start of that little resurgence that Mickey Rourke had as well. Oh God, yeah, and I love Mickey he's Rourke. Like, he's like unrecognisable in this film. Mm. Like, the
3: makeup for Marv is incredible. Yeah.
2: Like he's, he's he's that and and he plays the character so perfectly. Like he's absolutely brilliant in this. Um, and yeah, I I just honestly I can't fault it. I, like I said I, last night I was like I'm just going to watch this again. Yeah, like see, just, scene uh, for scene there isn't a boring
0: bit. It's not. It's not. It's, it is a great great movie. And yeah, it's like it's um for me it's on par with V for Vendetta. I love them both. I love them yeah, both. It's a really good
2: film. And but like even like the the some of the car scenes. Kind of looks a bit dodgy CGI wise. Deliberate, isn't it? But, but yeah, it's deliberate. You can you can completely look past that. You look at it and go, yeah, it looks a bit shonky because maybe it was at the time and the budget and stuff, but it fits so well with the art style and the yeah. rest of the world that you, you don't have to.
0: Well, it's like Chinatown and stuff like it. that in the older films where they had them on ca- oh, cars on oh, tracks.
5: Yeah.
2: Oh, oh. oh, Chinatown is so
0: good. <laughs> it is.
3: <laughs> with the way they've made the film, with it being all on green screen CGI you get shots that you couldn't do in a real noir film. Like, the, 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 there's the the one, I think it's when it's going into um, the second part of That Yellow Bastard, and it's Bruce Willis driving forward in a hurry, and the camera, like, is, is like, above the countryside and just then swoops yes. right down to the yeah. front windscreen That's to look at him. It's like, you couldn't do that in a real... In no, like a, in, in a shots, they were just wide shots, weren't they, instead? They were just wide shots, yeah. And it's, like, stuff like that that really sells the comic book nature of it. Yeah. Like, all those, all those shots from, like, where the camera's, like, right on the ground and looking right up at someone, or... The various boot shots, or um, even just like silhouetted characters—like having silhouetted characters in a black and white film like that—is incredible. Mm. Yeah. Like, I've, I mean, I've got Wikipedia open here, and there's—it's a—it's a shot of Becky um, from from early on in the film where she's walking down the street, and there's a car behind her, and the lights are kind of on her back. You can't see anything of her, or outside the lights, you just see her silhouette and the two yeah. lights and a bit of the reflection on the ground. It's beautiful. It's yeah, done it's, so well.
2: Yeah, and even like when they do do those other kind of sluts, it's done with like you say, like it's pure black and white. Yeah. It's not like if I say black and white, you just think the, the
3: like grey tones. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: grey tones. But this is pure, it's a black screen, and everything's like done in this comic white, like the bit with Bruce Willis's story right at the end. Yeah, it's oh yeah, oh, and and get, it, yeah. It get it, watched
0: so on OLED o- o- HDR. Yeah. I'm telling you that. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Like, I, I watched the DVD version of again, it, now.
2: and it, even on like you know. There were some adverts on the start of the DVD, which was weird because it's been a long time since I kind of got a DVD. <laughs> long time in. Since I've seen an advert, and um, <laughs> yeah, and the adverts just look shit. And yeah. I was sat there going, "Oh, is this going to look really bad?" Because it's been a long time since I put it in. Nope. It's from 2005. Nope, yeah. still looks amazing, even on that. On that, and yeah, like everything about yeah. it is just it's just stunning. Really, yeah. um, from the script to the acting to the to the way it looks. There's only one minor kind of. Quibble in this day and age is—it's very leery. Yes, mm. yes. Yeah, very, very that. leery. Jessica uh, Alba, by yeah, maybe. I was going to say uh, not just Alba. her, but every, like, every woman, or oh, every woman, every in woman it. in it.
0: And there's a lot of white uh, knighting as well, which is a bit like.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's like all three stories are kind of like yeah. told from a male. Women in peril. Oh, yeah, definitely. Doing something because a woman in peril like the, again, because, the, because the, of fridging and stuff like that. But that's all based comic on the comic. Was like that. And yeah, like was. the comic, it, it's a it's, bit. It's
3: the one location called like Whore Town yes. or something like that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like even the men, though, the men are caricatures. They're like, they're not like, these aren't real men. Like, no, they're ultra masculine, mean? aren't they? Like, yeah, exactly. It's all told because kind of, it's ultra comic book style. So. Yeah. You can kind of maybe it get away with it like that. But it's fantasy. Yeah. But it's just literally all, like the even the, the female assassins are all like high boots, fishnets, tights, barely anything on and whatnot. So. You can go
0: too far in other direction though, like Sucker Punch. You know what I mean? You can go too far. Yeah, it's not that <laughs> it's bad. It's not that bad, I think.
2: <laughs> Yeah. It almost fits with the world. I, I, yeah. I feel like I've given it a pass because it kind of fits with the world and the style. More and and warning to everyone, Sin City 2, not good. I've no, never watched it. it not not it good. Not. They made, some of the stories it are made up. And what's annoying, yeah. what annoyed me was I I, I really wanted a sequel. And they kept saying, oh, we're going to do a sequel. I just think they just they just left it too long. If, they, if they'd if have got a sequel out... Yeah, there was out,
1: a massive if they, gap. If
2: nine that. years, something like that. If they'd have got a yeah. sequel out like two or three years down the line while people are still buzzing off this, the thing is, it'd have been much there's, better. There's
0: more... Sin City material exist exists but
2: in the Sin City
0: 2 they just made their own little shitty stories yeah they brought
2: back like yeah. characters that had been killed yeah, like yeah. telling more stories about them no just just yeah. done new characters new things but in Sin City yeah and-
3: the um the, the the spirit is probably the closest thing you would get awful. to as a sequel to it. It's awful. awful!
0: It's one of the worst I films I've ever I remember going to see The Spirit and being like,
2: "Oh yes, this is this is a successor to Sin City. Like it's the same yeah. style. It's like it's the same so bad, same, same people and everything." And like got there, I was like, "That was fucking." Wank. I
4: actually didn't mind it. <laughs>
3: I, I didn't it. mind it, but it's really. not a patch on Sin City. I, I, oh, and
0: if no, you want sure. to watch something like comic booky and, and pulpy, watch Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. That's really good. A lot pe- yeah, um, I like that a lot. Mm, that's, a, that's a nice pulpy yeah. pulpy one as well.
2: My favourite line I'll leave on this one uh, from Sin City is, uh, he says, she doesn't quite chop his head off. She makes a Pez dispenser out of him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, make him look like Zippy from Rainbow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <I'm gone. laughs> oh,
0: George. Oh, God. Love it, brilliant, absolutely. And I always—it's one of those, uh, another one of those films. That I just forget that
2: it's there, and it needs—it mm, needs, yeah, it needs to here. be. Oh, in, it's in my collection. I've got it on, on DVD. It's just—I I couldn't tell you the last time I watched it. And then when we we're doing this, I was like, fuck, "Fuck yeah!" Yeah, I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, since sitting. And then, then last night, I—I I swear on, it. It's like midnight, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going so, so, to watch it." I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Quarter past two in the morning, watching this film. So I thought, you know, I need to watch this again before I talk about it. Yeah, so. excellent. Good pick. Moving
0: on to me. And we're going to go. How now, Brown Cow? We're going to talk about Anchorman, the legend of Ron Burgundy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> My money,
0: the best Judd Apatow film. A lot of people yeah, would disagree. No, no, no. A lot of people no. think Superbad's his best.
3: I fucking hate Superbad.
2: I just.
0: Mm, That's incredible. It's a good film. No. It's so good. It's a good film. No, I, it loses I, I, its
2: way towards the end a little yeah. bit, but like. It's still great. So
0: for me, in, in I don't know, I don't know about in your world. But this was the first Apatow I watched. Um, this this what came before? 40 year old virgin, knocked up. The the stupidly long knocked up. I'm sure it's like three hours <laughs> yeah, long. It, Actually, yeah, it's a three hour film.
1: <laughs> You're right. Super bad um
0: Yeah, I, this is an ensemble and a half. Cause playing Ron Burgundy, we've got Will Ferrell at the height. Of feral mania, he was absolutely feral, wasn't he? Um, <laughs> Paul Rudd, Christina Applegate, Steve Carell in a role of a lifetime. He's fucking
5: brilliant, <laughs> he is good. I love Lamp.
0: Uh, yeah, um, we've got Chris Parnell, Fred Amazon, Fred Willard, Danny Trejo, Luke Wilson, Ben Stiller, Jack Black. Will Smith for a second, and then
3: I was saying most of most of those are only for every, a minute or so from
0: Hollywood for a second. That's what I want to talk about now. That scene where the news teams get
3: together, <laughs> teams yeah, and they have oh yes, the scene that escalates quite wildly. Yeah, it's like it's like West Side Story, but with news teams.
0: <laughs> I the man with a try, Yeah, you need, you need to leave the country for a while.
4: <laughs> I just love that top-down shot when you can see them all charging in and there's the one dude that just falls over immediately.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh. No touching of the hair or the face. The
4: thing,
0: I, it, I, yeah. I, the main reason I picked Anchorman is because it's one of my all-time... I'm not massively into American comedies, but this has got quite a British Python-esque
3: edge to it. Yeah. It's very surreal. Mm,
0: mm, and that's what I like about it. It's as if Apatow's gone, right? I'm picking stuff that I watched as a kid and a lot of these like american directors watched like monty python and stuff like that. Do you know what i mean you can you can you yeah. can see that influence there this is not a stone comedy which is what a no. lot of his are this is this is like pure surrealism
3: <laughs> it's also it, it also i'm not 100% sure but it's also broad it seems to be broadly not improvised yes like a lot of joe apatow's films yes. there's a there's a oh, there's level a level of improvisation yeah, which is, that's one of the reasons why I don't like Superbad, because uh, Jonah Hill's improvisation in it annoys the piss out of me throughout um, but yeah, this mm. one, because they're having to play these kind of very set characters, and it's very set gags I really oh, enjoy it more there. than yeah, I enjoy it more than a lot of other Rapido films. If you watch, they, if you watch the, the outtake, they,
2: they must have done some improv. There is, stuff, there got, is, they got a whole other film mm. out of it. Yeah, there, yeah. there, there I is.
3: <laughs> but I, it was, my, I, th- I, th- I think it's, a, I think it's mostly bricks dialogues improvised. The, well, well uh, it's yeah. just the strange shit that Steve Carell's coming
0: out with. <laughs> I, I watched the making of it today as well, and it's not that there weren't improvisation improvisation allowed. It's just there it was. This is the A scene. This is B scene. This is, you know, the same scene. Yeah, they just let them do rather than. Just go with it. Whatever's funny, we'll, we'll have Hit that. Hit the best yeah, way. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it was like that. And that's why they got, they got a whole no- a film out of it. Is it like 1.5 or something silly like yeah. that? Yeah, it's not
2: as good. Not as
0: good, but, but... They, they, they didn't put it out in cinema. cinema. They weren't lying to you. Anchorman 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was whew. bad. That
3: was oh. really bad. I couldn't make it to the was last thing. week's show, Oodles.
0: Yeah, so that's not that a good film. <laughs> <laughs> if you've not watched,
2: I'd, I'm
0: not going to describe everything that happens. It's about Ron Burgundy. He's an anchor man. If you don't know what that means, he's a news reader, and that man is just <laughs> intolerable. <laughs> Literally, like when I used to, when I would warm up for podcasts, I quote he's him. He's kind of a big, deal, to, though. I, he a big deal. He is a big deal. I quote him to warm up. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's, it's what everyone does it now, like the teleprompter thing. That it's that the famous, like whatever's written on the teleprompter, you will say it.
1: <laughs> when I first met you in the Discord. Mm-hmm. At TCGS, mm-hmm. you were introduced as Oodles, who's kind of a big deal around Look here. Look
2: at me now. <laughs> he, he made it that up himself. Yeah, but everyone jumped on it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if if I was if, if yeah if if I was successful and I had many leather bound books, I could be a Ron Burgundy because I live in a fantasy world as well.
2: <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so quotable though, isn't it? That it's film, like literally, so you can quote. quote quote something from anywhere in that film
4: i think so. every single scene is iconic isn't it yeah. i was just mm. laughing because i was thinking uh do you remember the um the network scouts and they're stood there like talent scouts watching a football match yeah. and they're just watching people reading the news they've got yeah. like clipboards and
3: everything <laughs> see, see what I, I i love paul rudd's character in oh, it because he's, oh, yeah. so, he's so sleazy and so silly but it's when he's in ron burgundy's office and he's he's in, I'm gonna I'm gonna use it. it's called sex pan. Yeah he opens the box. Yeah. It opens oh, oh, oh yeah opens the box for the, um for the after chip oh, <laughs> God, it's so good. Sex That's
4: after he opens lens and gentlemen. Uh,
3: yeah yeah. sixty percent of the time it works every time, every time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: This is it's, this is one with Christina Applegate in Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah sure she's, and, and she's from the
0: sounding I just
1: remember her from Friends and I love Friends, but I wasn't a massive fan of her character she's in incredible that. If I'm but yeah, that sort if of anything she's her and she Will Ferrell, steals
0: the show. When she's, she was really Every good. scene she's in in Anchorman,
2: she's brilliant. And then she's playing Bus Strip Man in the oh, office. God, yeah. <laughs> They're just shouting insults back at each other. Oh, so, so good. so
1: funny, <laughs> so
2: Smelly pirate hooker. It's just, it's it like the one one of like.
0: Everyone's favourite scenes, Jack Black kicking Baxter off at bridge.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, at I thought I couldn't breathe laughing at that. You destroyed something I love. Now this is happening.
0: And <laughs> then he did, he's in the glass cage of emotion drinking milk. It's really sad. Oh, God, it's just so I'm, I'm actually
3: starting to realise how much I do quote Anker Man yeah. with everything. Mm. Oh, realizing. yeah. Because I say yeah. glass cage of emotion yeah, all the time <laughs> when I'm being Anchorman over
0: the top. is, for me, that. this is why I love The American Office over the English one, because there's some of that in it. Some of that in it, and I I love it. It's 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 quintess. I know it sounds pathetic, but it's it's quintessentially British style humour, done Mm -hmm. with an American budget, (laughs) and it it works. Fucking incredible. And I think that's all I'm going to say on it. It's just a great ensemble. But I want you to put afternoon delights on for the uh, for the listeners, please.
5: (laughs) Ooh, Ooh, I think (laughs) we need it.
0: I think we need it. You really want to know what love is?
5: Yeah.
3: Yes. Tell us more than anything in the world, Ron. Well,
5: it's really quite simple.
3: It's kind of
0: like... Gonna find my baby, gonna hold
3: her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been, when it's right, it's right. Why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night? When everything's a little clearer in the light of day. And we know the night is always gonna
5: be here anyway. Thinking of just working up my appetite, looking forward to a little afternoon delight. Rubbing sticks and stones together make a spark ignite, and the thought of loving you is getting so exciting. Skyrockets Sky rockets in flight. Boom. Afternoon delight. You guys have it, I think. Huh. And
1: Afternoon, delight. That question mark at the end of the teleprompter was. Super... <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I just love that. Really so well. Lucky well, that's yourself, the great, great <laughs> setup. But
3: yeah, yeah, the, it's the it's the delivery later on. Fuck you, San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so good. Yeah, but don't watch the sequel, guys. Don't worry about it. It's unnecessary. It, it, it's
3: only got one film. There isn't a sequel. Yeah, to it.
0: yeah. It, it makes it makes characters like strong characters like Veronica. He puts her to on the back burner. Makes her. Not the straight person anymore, which that's what she, that what they were riffing on. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's a weird thing, weird dolphin or something, isn't
3: there? <laughs> something like that. I don't I, I I turned it off about the time that they crashed the RV. Yeah, it's like Zoolander 2. I can't even didn't remember anything it. from Anchorman 2, genuinely. Like the first
2: film, I can remember everything caught it endlessly. The only Second good film, thing in Anchorman 2 is
0: the chicken of the cave. When he's got the bats, I don't even remember that. He's got, honestly, he's got deep fried bats. Nothing. <laughs> it's so funny that bit. Nope, don't remember that. Because it's not that good. Anchorman One is a ten out of ten comedy. It's a ten out of ten comedy. If you if you listen to this and you haven't watched
3: it in ages, you're going to appreciate it again. Because it's it it's also for me. It's it's the one film that I think that well of his comedy films that Will Ferrell is not playing. Will Ferrell? Oh no, he's not. He's no. genuinely acting. Yeah. Yes. Like most of Will Ferrell's career, whether it was Elf, Step Brothers, Old School, like whatever, he was just riffing on that kind of persona he had in Saturday Night Live. Big man shouting, big man
1: shouting. Yeah, was this am a like, massive fan of him, to be honest. Yeah, but yeah he nails it. This
0: he's playing Humphrey Bogart. He's playing. He's playing old school.
3: Straight actors from. He's also like Unrecognisable as Ron Burgundy His hair is incredible like The wig and the, the, the moustache mm. Are fantastic that... Did you
4: ever see him Play Robert Goulet In um, Saturday Night Live Yes Yes. That's the only thing That kind of reminds me A yes. little bit of Ron Burgundy Of his of previous characters
0: mm. It's there Which is also
4: hilarious as well yeah, It
0: is <laughs> But yeah If you've not seen it guys Just, just pop it on And enjoy your afternoon delights Telling you, you know
2: what? As well, uh, it's one of those mid two thousand comedies. that's it's fine for its age. Like it has it's not one of those ones uh it hasn't aged. No, badly. it has not Do you know the, what I mean? There's words in it's, it, but there's... it's it's played for reasons. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, but there's nothing in there like yeah. You know, you're not looking at like American Pie kind of Ugh. style and 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 thinking, oh, oh, this is this is troubling now. Like none of that. And no, consider you know it's two thousand and four. I think it came out as well. So
0: yeah. Unless you're offended by men getting killed by
2: tridents, you'll like it on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> that scene is just, it just it escalates and escalates. And so over <laughs> other day, my son,
0: my son was watching YouTube, and, and do you know how they do uh, like Minecraft parodies of film scenes and stuff? There was an Anchorman, se- this scene done on Minecraft. Hell. <laughs> and I was like, they oh. used all the dialogue, and he and, and, and was like, what's this? I went, you're not ready for this yet.
3: <laughs> but when
0: you are son it's going to be incredible it's going to be yeah and
3: then, and then my son you shall be a real yeah, man then
0: my boy <laughs> be man. okay anchor man guys get it watched gadget take
3: us home okay so i'm going to come in with i mean we've had some strong ensembles here we've had some strong casts but i'm i think i'm going to come in with one of the best casts in terms of value for money Ooh. because the film i'm talking about had a budget of 40 million only 40 wow. million dollars in 2019. That's what we get a month on Patreon. I know, right? Okay, <laughs> <I can't
1: laughs> wish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't I, seen any of that <laughs> money. <mummy. laughs>
0: yeah? You didn't sign the contract.
3: <laughs> anyway, the film I'm talking about is Ryan Johnson's probably magnum opus, um, Knives Out. I thought you
0: were going to say Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I could have said that. I like that film, but
3: yeah, uh, no, Knives Out, I'm talking about. I love Knives so Out. So for your $40 million, you get a cast consisting of Daniel Craig. Chris Evans, Anna de Armas, Jamie Lee Curtis, oh, Michael Shannon. Love Michael Shannon. Throwback to the 80s himself, Don Johnson. Wow. <laughs> Tony Collette. Yeah. Lakeith Stanfield, Catherine Langford, Christopher Plummer, Ooh. and Frank Oz. Frank Oz? Of all people. Yoda yeah, himself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and so I'm not going to go through the plot Yeah, tonight, disclaimer, yeah, I've never seen gonna... it. Okay, well, if you've you done I it... I haven't, have I? Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I, keep, I keep you... Have we check, chatted
0: about this? Me?
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have talked about <laughs> Knives Out <God>. before. <laughs> <laughs> it won't for
0: me, you should forget Tell everything. Tell me what it is, you and it'll like, remind me what it is. Daniel Craze, <laughs> <laughs>
1: the detective with the text.
0: Oh, we, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Great accent.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like fuck so, on Fuck, yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm
3: not going to go through the whole plot, because obviously that's <laughs> Spoiler City. And if you haven't seen it, you need to see this film, because it's fucking incredible. But I'll I'll give you the first paragraph from Wikipedia. So the family of Harlan Thromby, a wealthy mystery novelist, attends his 85th birthday party at his mansion. The next morning, Harlan's housekeeper, Fran, finds him dead with his throat slit. The police believe Harlan's death to be a suicide, but private detective Benoit Blanc is anonymously paid to investigate. Blanc learns Harlan's relationships with his various family family members were strained on the day of his death. Harlan threatened to expose his son-in-law, Richard, for cheating on his daughter, Linda, cut off his daughter-in-law, Joni's allowance for stealing from him, Fired his son Walt from his publishing company and had an altercation with his grandson Ransom. Yeah, I think I've seen that's, this. That's, 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 yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's the setup for it. And I, I, when we were talking about this about doing ensembles, it just it's the one ensemble I always came back to because everybody's perfect in it. There's not a bad part played. Slightly dodgy accent on Daniel I Craig. Think it's
1: but funny though. I love the accent. Yeah, I love it's the funny. accent. It's called I out in the film first, too. But it grew on me very quickly. It's funny. Uh,
3: well, yeah, yeah. By the by, the time you get to the end of the film and you get like the reveal of who done it, like you're fully in with them. You're not hearing that yeah. accent anymore. But the first kind of t- first couple of times you open to his mouth, you're like, "Hey, that's yeah. James Bond." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's the the cast themselves. Everyone is obviously all the main members of the cast have a. A reason to have killed their grandfather, yeah. or to have killed—pure Agatha Christie, um, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Everyone's a suspect. Yeah. Um, the you also have um, Harlan's nurse, uh, Marta, who is that an Adamus's character? Oh, so. yes, yeah. yes, yeah, it's yes. Adamas's character. Yeah, um, who might know things, but she's incapable of lying. Every time she tries to lie, she vomits, <laughs> which <laughs> yeah. which uh, uh, Benoit Blanc takes on as a as a rather curious thing to help him get towards the yes. truth. And most of it, most of the film takes place around um, Harlan's mansion. Um, you've got the characters kind of coming in and out, and you've got Benoit Blanc just kind of observing or talking and kind of slowly piecing things together. There's a couple of red herrings in there to throw you off, um, and then it's kind of after things kind of leave the mansion, then come back to it, and you get the reveal. And like you've got uh, Daniel Craig just stand there, pon- like doing a Columbo or a Poirot, just like yeah. pontificate and just giving you the hands It's very just, like, Poirot. Holy shit. It's very perfect, and you you just sit there and think, "Holy shit! I do, I would not have put any of this together, but it all makes sense." Yeah, it's not like
0: Sherlock Holmes on BBC.
3: No, <laughs> oh, no, he's not he's not solving it in his head. Like, uh, and it's it's the skill of Ryan Johnson as a writer. He literally everything that um, Benoit picks up on, you can see in the film if you watch it a second time. But because of how skilled the actors are and how clever the directorial misdirection is. You don't notice it at first, and it becomes a great reveal at the end. But um, the um, there's, there's a line in it which Harlan himself says before, we, before he dies, and it's something like, um, I think it's the person who kills me won't know the difference between a stunt knife and a real knife. Mm. And that kind of comes, comes in as part of the ending, and it's fucking brilliant when you realize it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I absolutely love it. I think it's an absolutely stunning film. And for I still can't believe that they got that cast for and it was only a four oh, yeah, dollar production. Totally. What it'll yeah, be it, it's shown
1: it, from different certain scenes are shown from um, the different viewpoint aren't they. So you yeah. get the same scene kind of played depending on the viewpoint and it's brilliant. It, a proper so like well. a
0: proper like professional actor
1: they read a script and if they if they love that and
0: they've got passion they're not bothered about what they're getting paid. No they Oh wait. yeah,
3: yeah. And, and I know but it's still like I mean, you know, Daniel Craig, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Don Johnson—they're all massive hitters. Uh, Chris Daniel Craig gets paid fifty million a bond. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, yeah, like I know he can command stuff like that. So it's the fact that it is such a small budget production. Yeah, you love to see it though. You love because
0: they are auteurs in their little craft, aren't they? They they are. Yeah, and it, I, I remember like I, I don't know why I didn't think it was called Knives Out, but I know I've seen it.
3: <laughs> I, I I also really like the Chris Evans is playing against type because yeah, his character concern. Ransom is a massive dickhead. He's a bell end for <laughs> the ages. Ass. You you
2: can, you can just tell that he's like all right, I've spent the last decade being the good guy, the goodest like, guy, the goodest of good guys. <laughs> yeah. So the next film he just comes off as like I am going to be an absolute twat. And, he, and he you yeah. can tell how much he's, he's enjoying it as well.
3: <laughs> you, you can see the smile on his face where he's got that scene where he's like, okay, and fuck you, fuck yeah. you, yeah. fuck you. Eat and shit, eat you. shit.
2: He's, I
0: mean, <laughs> that's it, eat, eat shit, sorry, not fuck you. Chris Evans is a, he's a good bastard. He's a bastard in Sunshine. I mean, more of a career man. He's a bastard in um, Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. Mm. He's a
3: good bastard. Oh, he does, a, he does bastard, mm. uh, bastard. Bastardism. Bastard very well. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, Like Jamie Lee Curtis's character as as, as Linda, She's like the she's the eldest daughter of Harlan, and she's it's almost like she's got like a kind of like matriarch of the wider family kind of thing going on. She's almost like leading everybody. You get these great scenes where you see her kind of on her own, like obviously processing the fact that the character's father's died, and like she kind of falls to bits a little bit. And it's so much pathos and so much skill in these like very small scenes Jamie Lee with, can do with no very wrong. little dialogue. Oh, she's absolutely perfect in it.
1: And I think my only concern about this movie is because it was so good and they've already talked about a getting show out, right? doing a to show. do some more.
3: No, no, no. The, so it's Netflix done. have bought the rights for two sequels. He's
1: it's
3: done, done
2: so it? I,
1: I just hope they can capture that same magic with another, you know, they're obviously I mean, going to be the same I've got
2: it here. Do so it. Netflix bought it for $450 million for Whoa. the wow. to have... So yeah, budget Ooh, of it's a hell of a cast. So it's got uh, Daniel Craig, obviously, yep. Dave Batista, Ethan Hawke, Kit Hudson, Ed Norton, Catherine Hahn Leslie Odom Jr., who you know if you're into Hamilton, and Janelle Monae. Wow. So yeah, That's
3: some, a strong cast, some very mm. big hit. And this is a show well.
2: rather than a film.
0: No, no it's, it's a film. film. Oh, net, just a Netflix film. Okay. Netflix film. Yeah, yeah. The and first good
2: film. Netflix film. So much money they give. So much money it's been filmed. It, it was filmed in Greece. Wow! Yeah, Yeah. he got
4: a phenomenal amount for it, didn't he? Daniel Craig got over a hundred million to film the next two.
0: Yeah, I I turned it down that role, so.
3: <laughs> oh, I'm just looking yeah, at, they, just looking at some screenshots here,
2: and Ethan Hawke's character looks like a fucking bell end.
3: <laughs> but he
2: does—he does play a bell well. He
1: does. He does. Well. <laughs> he does, he does.
3: Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've got really high hopes for Knives Out too. But he, I mean, even if it's shite, Knives Out One is incredible. Exactly. It's, just, it, no, it's yeah. one of the We've best the films the last there, ten years. We? Yeah. um And it's also because you don't see Who Done It films. Mm-hmm. I love them. Like, oh, I love oh, them. Seriously, seriously. Mystery thrillers used to be such a, like a reliable bank. Like the the only one I can think of was the remake of Murder on the Orient yeah, Express, which was Branagh, wasn't it? Another ensemble cast, but it was a, yeah, Kenneth Branagh did it, it. Had Johnny Depp in it, and it was just overblown. Yeah, not so good. Not that interesting. And I don't want to
0: see everyone's I don't read see Johnny Depp. Agatha,
3: Christie on the Do You Orient know Express, what? So you I just
2: what say? I haven't. Didn't know the ending. So I was,
3: oh, okay fair enough because oh. I
2: remember listening, uh, listening to Komodo Mayo and they would talk about it went, oh, everyone knows who the killer is yeah. and they were just about to talk about it I just took my headphones off I was like no you've <laughs> so never, never read, it? read it I've never read it and I've never watched any of the films we so did it like, at school so, I think yeah and then he's done um, Murder on the Nile as well yeah yeah. so that's coming out oh. another massive cast in that as well
0: Bring him back I love a who done it I love it yeah. one room mainly Get the, and, oh, I, that's why I like about Eight for Eight. Hateful Eight's a really good, do yeah, not it? Hateful Eight, yeah. Oh, God, it's so good. Yeah, well,
3: and I, again, yeah, like you say, one room, like that's one of the kind of strengths knives out has is a lot of it is focused around like Harlan's study, which is where you've got that that kind of iconic mm. sh- shot of that uh, board of knives.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
3: mm. He's a murder mystery writer, um, so yeah, like everything's like that's where uh, Benoit's in- interviewing people, and you, you get almost that Tarantino style of directing where like. You'll be interviewing someone, and then you get a little bit of their story, and then you be interviewing yeah. the next person and get a little bit of their story. We oh, need to, so we need to
0: go on a modern escapism mm. Who Done It evening. Oh, we need to oh, do it! So much fun! <laughs> we need to do it. You know, when you all dress up and stuff, and you go to a hotel. Yeah, Oodles, everyone Oodles, knows uh, Stiggy Sauce. Yeah, Stig, Stig's oh, the killer Stig is
3: No, I think I've, I think when you no, Biggie's the killer. Biggie, Biggie's the one that's, kill, that's killed us the yeah, most. I think when you go to them, they <laughs> hand, you
0: like a secret thing, and you're the one, aren't you? You don't know until you get there. It's like, oh,
3: well, yeah, you get a character
0: sheet, yeah. And I'm gonna be Mama Juju.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
2: Office quote. It's an office quote. I know. Do you know what about murder mysteries? Actually, it just reminded me. We've obviously been watching Shit's Creek, and there's an episode where Twyla's trying to set up the murder mystery, (laughs) (laughs) and like the whole episode is like like centered around them trying to sort this murder mystery out. Then you never see it. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and and so, and the episode ends. I was like, "Oh, I was like," and it just made me laugh. I was like, "That's funny," because you just don't see any of it. <laughs> I read, I read a novel about, oh,
0: about five years ago about, and it's all like, it's, 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 um, it, it sounds weird, and it's quite meta. It's a novel about someone writing a whodunit novel. I'll find it out and I'll pop it in Discord. Oh my god, it was, it's so fucking good. It's like sometimes when, when often oh, maybe not Agatha Christie, but when they do a, who, they don't know who it is until they've. Until they get to that scene and they write it, and then they've got to like passively decipher why it's them rather than I went in with knowledge. It with them, I think it's fucking wild.
1: I tell you what's good. What, the House of Haunted Hill, kind yeah, of, yeah, mm. in its own way is like a, which I a think, it. and
0: I, I might be wrong on this. I think that's a Lovecraft
1: ripoff. I no, think
0: it is. is. It? It's not. It's not like. No, it's, it's not, not like not. A, a. And it's not like a cosmic horror one. I'm sure he did a short story like that.
2: Do you know what? What I enjoyed actually of recent years it was a TV show. It uh, and then there were none. Yeah, yeah. I think BBC did a three. It's like a four yeah, five I've heard about or something yeah. of it.
0: That was really good. Mm. I know. I know Sky Atlantic have got a few Oodonic type series on at the moment as well. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm glad they're coming back because it's, it's. It's. I mean, I'm not saying necessarily cheap to make, but it's. 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 They're
3: just compelling. Yeah. Dialogue, yeah, I yeah. love a dialogue in anything. Film. Anything
2: that keeps you guessing as well, I quite mm. like that. Yeah, because you're constantly going, oh yeah, I think it's that, on this. Yeah. And then, like, and it, if yeah, the reveal turns and, and, and out to be something
1: you haven't guessed, you're like, yes. Can I also like, recommend blows you, blows Peter mind. Sellers and Shot in the Dark oh, yeah. in Panther movies? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Which is one of the best reveal scenes ever, <laughs> as he tries to explain who the murderer yes. is. It, it's just incredible. That. Uh, I, I will
3: say to kind of close up on Knives Out, um, when me and Pip watch things, Pip is terrible for kind of, for guessing what's gonna oh, happen. She? And she's usually she's quite perceptive. She used yep. to get it right. Uh, she she didn't get it for knives out. I had no clue what it was gonna be. I didn't.
4: I went to you see no um, I just didn't thought. know it was
0: called Knives Out. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the poster though. Where it says I went to knives see Dark Knight Rises
4: writing. with Pip at a midnight <laughs> yeah. showing.
0: And did she get and it got that's towards Batman. the end
4: <laughs> Well it was getting towards the end and she sort of uh leant over to me, conspiratorial. She's like is that Robin? I was like, no. <laughs> Don't be so
5: stupid.
0: <laughs> it was. And she's like, you should <laughs> use your original name. It's so much nicer. Robin.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Get out of it, Nolan. Get up.
3: <laughs> anyway, yes. that's,
0: that's nice that. Great pick. Great pick. And that's us done with our main topic. So I want to know what everyone else thinks is a great ensemble. So have you got your little ensemble sack down there?
3: Uh, um, I have, and it's a, it's a little one this week. We oh, only had a few responses. Right. Squeeze them out, they're all quality. Uh, Leroy Francisco's come in saying, Train spotting. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Renton, Spud, Sick Boy, Begbie, Tommy, and Kelly MacDonald. Mm. Uh, just have to look up a character's name. It's Diane. <laughs> all these characters were perfectly played. I remember I had the poster with them all uh, on my room as a teenager. Yeah. yeah. I think it was quite a popular, uh, popular poster for teenagers in the and 90s. And
0: T2 were good as well. I liked T2. I did. I did. Yeah, Stupid right. name, though. A nah, brave,
3: brave name. <laughs> yeah. What to put it in contention with Terminator 2? Yeah. Yeah, everyone, like, 20 years later, like, down as anything. You'd be very <laughs> confused if you, got if it you put T2 two, two down in a conversation, like
2: you're typing it out or saying it's to someone, like, everyone knows that's Terminator 2, don't they? Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm.
3: I love it. Yeah. Uh, Supernatty Cat has come in saying, uh, I would say the original season cast of Final Space. I think it's a Netflix no animation. Idea. Uh, Avocato, Gary, Littlecarto, Hugh, and KVN. I love the bants. The bants. Yeah. And the fact that KVN is just super annoying and that Gary is a little bit of all of us. The bromance ship between Gary and Avocato is so beautiful. My favourite bit is when they have to walk through a tunnel of electric fences without alerting any guards. They're all getting electrocuted and they have to stay quiet, <laughs> leading my favourite expression of anguish I've ever heard, tough titty wombas.
0: My mum used to say, when, right. when, when I used to, like, I want that, my mum used to say, well, tough titties, you're not having it. She used to say that to me all the time.
3: Wow. <laughs> uh, uh, last up, Angry Kurt saying, um, my pick isn't from any kind of fiction, and I don't even like one of them that much. <laughs> <I don't care>. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> My pick is the original Top Gear threesome, and uh, of and now of Grand Tour fame: Jeremy Clarkson, James May, and the one I don't like, Richard Hammond. What's wrong with
5: Richard I, Hammond?
0: He's why lovely. do you not
3: like the one that you shouldn't like as much? <laughs> <laughs> why, you, why do you? Why Yeah, why? What why are you f- not on board with the problematic <laughs> oh, one, the punches yeah. people? Oh, In the early Top Gears, before it became too scripted, the show and their dynamic was really great and often really funny. I agree with that. You could tell that they were mates having an amazing time and they carried the show to a point where you didn't have to be into cars to find the show entertaining. Even though I found some of the later series and and the Grand Tour too scripted at times, yep. the dynamic has always remained really good. I, I, yeah, I'll agree with that. Like Some of the later seasons of Top Gear before You can't the argue
0: incident. with a Top Gear or a Grand Tour Wait. special.
3: Oh, the oh, Bolivia special there. is still hands down one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Bolivia. The Bolivia yeah. one. Like where they start, where they start off with the cars on a on a raft yeah. in the in the Amazon, they have <laughs> yeah. to try and get it off. It. Swear that, uh, do you know what i Those,
0: those seen are oh, so in incredible. Those are so good. Vietnam's those really are so good. Crazy. And I were never into cars when, like, early, like late teens, early twenties, when the, the the cast, the gelled. Because I'm sure it was Chuffin. What's his name? Noel Edmonds before then. Sure, it was. I'm Sure, he used to do Top yeah. Gear.
4: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think you're right. Well, that
0: was when, that was when
3: it was like a proper magazine Surely
4: Joey yeah.
0: Clarkson
3: would have a review yeah. that week,
0: and when it became the 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 the, the threesome of fucking yeah, I, uh, the,
1: the threesome of the, fucking. yeah,
0: I, I didn't have, I, I just didn't know what to say.
1: Part <laughs> <Heartless> the <a> pod?
0: <laughs> no, no, it's not. But at first, I, I really like. I'm, I'm with Kurt on that, and I liked it more at the beginning when it just yeah, and then it just turned into this repeated jokes started happening but then the specials always come out you're like yes this is what i'm here for
3: yeah yeah so yeah some of the specials are fantastic like the um the, the one where they had to go um it was a christmas it was one of the christmas ones where they had to go to bethlehem oh god yeah they drive <laughs> across like <laughs> iraq and yeah. jordan and and um but then yeah some of them got really weak like the, one of the recent grand tour ones i mean i mean lockdown i guess that was the best they could do given lockdown yeah but like the, the, the madagascar one was shite they were on one road for the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, I didn't like that one either. And it just—it was bullshit. Mm. But then they've had really like uh, there's one where they go on an American holiday in RVs. Oh god! Yeah. And like, and like oh. Clarkson puts a steering wheel up on the top, so he's like a yacht. Yeah, <laughs> and doesn't realize when he's driving through the desert. Like the metal gets really. Fucking I wish hot where he's I wish sitting. I
0: could. I wish I could like Clarkson Mark I can get why people do like him because he's a bit of an anarchist. But I don't like him. <laughs>
3: No, he's just a massive arse. Awesome. Yeah. He's yeah, an idiot.
4: I do like him, and I know that I shouldn't because he kind of stands for everything that I don't like in a person. But he's just kind of a, like a, a blustering dad, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah.
4: Not that my dad's not anything like Jeremy Clarkson. I just put it out there. He's a very nice to chat. <laughs> 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 but I can't not like Clarkson.
0: I think it might be the bl- bl- blue jeans, brown leather. Ensemble that he's got that he wears sometimes puts me off.
1: <laughs> I think with generally the the more famous he became and popular in that the respect, the worse he got. he got. Yeah, you know, it, yeah, it just, the, he got I, big, I, too big for his boots.
3: I I, I find Clarkson toro about fifty percent of yeah, the time. Perfect, yeah. Um, like I, I like this. I like the stuff where he's done something to whatever car and he goes sit and turn the cameras. My genius is unparalleled, or something like that. Like that <laughs> stuff where he's generally happy with what he's doing. It's when, like you know, like like I said when we when I talked about lockdown a few weeks ago, he says, "Ah, yes, we are into McScotland now." It's like, you don't need to make that joke? Yeah, you yeah. Don't need, yeah he, he makes a lot of really obvious, probably annoying jokes for people. Like he punches down a lot. Of yeah. People. yeah, yeah. I think that's the stuff I don't like about Clarkson, but I really like Richard uh, Richard Hammond. I don't know what Kirk's I like James with May
0: when, when he's when he went to Tokyo. Remember that?
4: Yeah, that was oh yeah, good. so good. I enjoyed that. But yeah,
3: Kirk, well, you well, need just, to J- James May and Jim. James May in general, just yeah. it's, anytime he's doing something again, you hear, oh, cock. J- James May <laughs> is just a lovely
0: mum, isn't he? That's what he yeah.
4: is. <laughs> like mum and dad, yeah. an annoying teenager.
0: Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> Kurt, you need to reassess your valuations on the trifecta of Top Gear. Trust me, mate. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what's the mailbag.
2: Well. I, yeah. I, I have to call, call one of our listeners out. Uh-oh. Your mate, Bobby Ooh. Wayne.
0: Uh-oh, call him out. Bring it on
2: twice now I'm going to email in the show oh, There's yes, no email so, Bobby
0: he? He's probably sending it to the wrong email address he's, he's a bit of a boomer
2: Come on, crack on
0: <laughs> Bobby, <laughs> <laughs> you're on the bench You're in the sin bin Honestly yep. <laughs> Ugh. But is that, the, is that the sack emptied?
3: That is the sack thoroughly emptied It's all over
0: the <laughs> place Excellent, so what we're going to do now A little bit of the old socials And a little sneak peek of what we're going to be doing next week
4: so, yeah, as always, you can visit our new website, modernescapism.co.uk. <sighs> on there, you can find a link to all of our social media and of all of our contact details as well. Um, now, from October, new bit of exciting news, we will be launching our little merch section. What? Um, mm. Yeah, you'll be able to get T-shirts and aprons yeah, and hats and cups and anything you can possibly think of that you can Cut brand, tongs. we'll have on there. What?
0: Did you just say, big? <laughs> Condoms
4: <laughs> Not yet One size fits on all <laughs> Apart from Biggie
0: yeah, Well
5: yeah Obviously uh,
4: So you'll be able to find that um, As a link on our website from I think we're going to aim for probably October the 1st So by the time you hear this It'll be a couple of days away You want to spend that Halloween money Wednesday? guys
3: Spend it on us I mean I mean, th- this episode comes out on the 30th So it'll be tomorrow
4: Tomorrow Time Yeah Around payday too for most people. <laughs> just saying. If you have any comments, you can either tweet at us or email us at modernescapismpod at gmail.com or you can join us on our lovely, lovely Discord server. And thanks to Discord, I also started watching uh, the Squid Game as well this week. So if you need any suggestions, it's just absolutely banging on there.
0: Mm, cool. Good
4: uh, Good discussion all the time. Um. If you fancy watching and interacting with us live whilst we're playing through some games, you can find us on Twitch.tv/slash Modern Escapism. Biggie's still playing through uh, his Dark Souls Fucking on Mondays. Fucking it's been a
1: year. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I ended it's up really in the catacombs last Monday. Bloody hell, that's not annoying at all.
0: By all accounts, you uh, you did well in the catacombs. Quite it a tricky
3: area, mate. Didn't do too bad actually. I have he, no idea.
0: Uh, Gadget, has he got any? Has he got a, a light source there?
3: No, no, oh, not, no, not yet. Oh, also, he doesn't. Also, also, he doesn't have anything holy. Oh dear! So he, he's ha- he's having to do the catacombs the hard way.
0: He hasn't got the Astara on. No, oh, no, no.
3: Oh, no. <laughs>
4: uh, I run a weekly horror stream on Thursdays. I'm carrying on playing through Outlast, which I almost rage quit last week.
0: <laughs> which bit are you at? I
4: just got through the courtyard bit, and I would run out of batteries, oh. and I could oh, see nothing. God.
0: Yeah, that, that is, is the worst part of the game. It
4: was. It, I thought the previous bit was bad, and that was worse. I had to now, turn off my ring light. The, I, <laughs> I couldn't see anything. You're
0: nearly done. You're nearly done with it. Actually, yeah, it picks up. But I, I said to you last time, Outlast is better. But people didn't play it.
4: Well, maybe I will. Um, Gadget, you're doing a current. You're doing a run through of Fallout Four, aren't you? On survival mode.
3: Yes, because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> it's very enjoyable <laughs> to watch though. The fucking
1: one. It kills. It's very pretty. Year. I have to see.
3: It's, compared, it's, it's a PC gorgeous game. The,
1: so bloody
3: hell! Yeah, yeah, it's a gorgeous game on PC. Yeah, it's um, I was kind of unprepared for how difficult survival mode so is. So hard, isn't it? Um, but it's it, it's funny. It is. This. It, it was. Uh, it's a funny game in general. I think
4: it can be. It has its moments. It was man uh, v bear, wasn't it? Last week.
3: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> I Spent about an hour trying to kill a yao so guy. So good.
4: <laughs> and then um, sticking. And it nearly
3: got me a couple of times.
4: And then Stick and Noodles host variety streams throughout the week, and the best place to keep up with it would be to just check our Twitter. Or even better, if you can subscribe to us, you'll get notifications on the Twitch app um, when we're going live. That bell.
1: You'll get notifications of what new equipment <laughs> Oodles have just bought. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, yeah. Switch I Pro. To, I, I, I do. Oh, I, I <laughs> say the OLED Switch will be out next week. Ooh, don't
0: talk about it. If we don't talk about it, I won't
5: buy
4: it. <laughs> You need it though. You're a professional gaming journalist. Yes. Oh, shush. <laughs> shush.
3: <laughs> You're a paid gamer.
0: Paid gamer. Paid gamer.
4: And we've already talked about it, but you can find us on patreon.com slash modern escapism as well. You've got your three tiers £5 for modern escapees, £5 for scorched sheep, or £7.50 for the biggie bundle. And that gets you everything. Oh. Uh, next week, our topic is age like milk. So what media has just <laughs> not stood the test of time, be it problematic, bad special effects, or just not as good as you remember? Um, I
0: can... We will have uh, if it, problematic warnings and things like that if we go in that direction, but it's going to be scathing. Oh, it's going to be good.
4: And therapeutic as well. <laughs> I've
0: got so many. I need, to ch- I need to narrow it down. I've got so many. My art wants to go... Just Age Like Milk, Matrix sequels. But I'm not. I'm not going to go there. We can't touch on that again, surely. I'm not going to go there. We've bullied
4: it. We've bullied it enough.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're going to leave it alone, but so many good ones. It's going to be a great show. But for anyone that's not paying us, you know, you tight bastards. (laughs) We're going to say bye-bye to you now. Um, We're going to meet the patrons round the back. But thanks for tuning in. And as always... Good night.
2: Finally, we got a woman in what do they want?
0: I've got a we've got an older gentleman, we've got a bisexual gentleman, we've got whatever I am.
3: Bridge goblin.
2: Omnisexual. <laughs> Ubersexual. I think I'm just like the most default. Default.
0: <laughs> You're Johnny default.
3: You're the starting skin in Fortnite. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm going to bless him
4: at least your name ain't Joe
0: elderly gentleman motherfucker <laughs> you've got 10 years on there you
4: oh it must be time for his nap <sighs> getting a bit cranky wow I said you're getting a bit cranky
5: <laughs> that's, that's
4: your easter egg. easter egg <laughs> that's your easter egg Yeah, yeah that that's your easter much. egg that's <laughs> a beauty be my <laughs>
0: that's a beauty I didn't mean it Mickey. Too late. I, I meant
5: it for her.
1: Sorry, I've got dementia, I'll probably forget about it, isn't it? <laughs>
5: huh.